Hey, Kirk Minahan Show listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Are you familiar with the motion picture Doc Hollywood? I'm not, no. Okay, I'm not surprised to hear that. In full, I mean, this never ends. Stars Michael J. Fox. He's been part of the show lately. <clears throat> so in, here's the plot of the film Doc Hollywood, quickly. Uh, so he just graduates medical school, uh, and he wants to be a big city. He has a job lined up in Beverly Hills as a big city uh, plastic surgeon uh, for George Hamilton. So he has to, he's driving out there for the job. Why? What are you looking away at? You're not paying attention to this. I am paying attention. What are you doing? Just making sure that the recording's going. Anyway. So he's driving through, and he goes through a small town. And lo and behold, he's not paying attention. I forget what happens. Maybe a cow comes in front of him, and he hits this big fence and knocks the fence down. And it's a real small in the middle of the south town. So he gets arrested, and the local judge says, we need a doc in this town for the next 30 days. You are going to be the local town doctor. And what happens? Falls in love with the small town, meets a girl, falls in love with her. Shout out, by the way, to my great friend Andy Nolan, who may be listening. It's the first. We saw the movie at the Burlington Mall. I forget the actress's name. She's naked. She comes out of the, the, the lake and she, you see her boobs, which was a great surprise to us in like 19, whatever year they came out, 90 or 91. <clears throat> Burlington Mall Movie Theater. We went to Pizza Regina before that. So he falls in love with the, the town, all that. But he's got to leave. He's got to go back. He's going to go out to Beverly Hills anyway because he thinks that's what he has to do. So he turns his back on this small town. But he misses the small town so much that like he'll actually call the, so long ago you would call and you would get the local town. This is what's going on today. There was a town line, you know, here's the weather, here's what's going on today. Point is, at the end, he winds up going back to the town, of course, and takes over as a doctor. Long way of saying, the plastic surgery job in Beverly Hills, for me, is my Mercedes, which I have again now. But that small town in the south is the Jeep. Oh. I, 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 it drives me crazy to think that the, today, today, probably, someone else is going to be in that Jeep. Well, you can always go to an enterprise and rent a Jeep. It's not the same. Someone else is in my Jeep today. We bonded. I mean, well, we, was... call, we called the guy at the enterprise. I think you have a, a connection. He clearly knew you. It's he not could the probably, same, though. But some, he could, he could once, pull some strings and get that car for you. Too late. I let it go yesterday. It's gone. <clears throat> it's gone. What do they say about Lincoln? And now he belongs to the ages. Yeah. that's that. And I have to be able to emotionally, and I got back. In the, and you know what life is like for me now? Sea level. Oh. I was mile high in that Jeep. Now I'm looking I think up. you just need to get a second car. It's not the same. You need to have your, your city Mercedes and then your off-road. I felt like a, just, a, just a goddamn asshole with people driving above me yesterday. And it gets worse. I'm running today. Running today. I'm going down a hill, and I see a car coming up a hill. And all of a sudden, it starts honking at me, honking at me, honking at me. It pulls over, and I'm like, Minahan, Minahan. I'm like, what? He's pointing. I'm like, what? He's like, it's a Jeep. I have a Jeep. <laughs> Now you're going to see them everywhere. Now they're just taunting me. Yeah, every other car you see is going to be a Jeep just because you're paying it's attention. Not, I'm not going to be this. It's just not going to be the same. Well, you got Jeep envy, but you've got but you've got money enough to go out and just buy one, and then you know keep it around, have it be your second car, and maybe you can give it to your kids. Maybe. I guess I miss it though. I just miss it a hell of a lot. That's all. Somebody else's ass is going to be in that seat today, and it seems like you just want to have the somebody else will be day. singing. I sang in there and laughed in there and cried in there and slept in there and now you know masturbated in there and did cocaine in there and now somebody else 
you know, it's ridiculous. Somebody else, somebody else is going to be in that car today. They're probably listening to the Greg Hill morning show. Probably. They're probably listening to fucking. Yeah, exactly. Listening to some other podcast and they don't even that person in that car doesn't even know the memories that I had in that car. It's like, you know, your apartment. There are probably many wonderful moments in there or somebody got murdered in there. Who even knows? Probably, yeah. Who knows? Maybe a baby was born in there. Could be. You don't know. It's been around for 100 years. That's what I'm saying. You don't know. I bet you somebody, sometimes somebody drives by that apartment and looks at it because that that was their uh, small town in Doc Hollywood. And they killed a hooker or something. Well, no, more that they grew up there. You're looking at it too dark. Mm -hmm. You know. Do you, do, 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 does your mom or dad still live in the house you grew up in? No. When you go to Dexter, do you ever drive by and look at the house? Sometimes I do, yeah. I do. I, the house I grew up in, Bill, Bill Rick, I'll drive by there every six months, and I'll sit there for 10 or 15 minutes and think about it. They never, they never invite me in, but, you, you know, I, I'll just, you know, I'll just kind of look and think, just think of my parents or my, you know, and look at the neighbor, think of the things I did as a kid and walking down that street and bouncing balls and reading books and Why? What is what is it? What is the what? what why am I compelled to do these things? I think humans love nostalgia. That well, it's a business. That's true. It's an industry. But not I, even that. I think there's a, there's a part of you that kind of longs for a, a simpler time. But some and don't, it's, and it's kind of fun to to reminisce on that for a little while. But some don't. Some are able just to move on. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've never had these kind of feelings about a rental car. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you want, oh, okay, if you want to put it so coldly like that, I suppose. Like, do you ever listen to Howie Carr's show and be like, oh? Do you have any nostalgia for that? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. Well, I don't know. You I know. mean, on days like today, yeah. What does that mean? Hunter Biden. I don't want to get in that. I told you I don't want to get in the Hunter Biden. <laughs> Hunter Biden smoking crack. And nothing's going to come out of that. Oh, there's some stuff's going to come out Wait, of it. Trump's going to win? Uh, I think this is going to be a big story. Oh, this is going to be a huge no. story. Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon are pulling their tricks. They've got a computer full of Hunter Biden's dirty secrets. But so what? We know him. I mean, he's just, he's, a, he's you know, we, we know that. That, that. It's not going to, I'm telling you, it's not going to stick. Smoking gun. It's not going to stick. It's not going to stick. Gun. Wait, until, wait until Trump asks him about it at the debate. I'm more concerned about that somebody uh, uh, is trying to is trying to limit KMS quotes Twitter account. Did you see this because of the cunt oh, Darren Ravel tweet? Somebody, who do you think it is? You think it was Darren Ravel that cunt? <laughs> of course, come on. Well, he's a cunt. <laughs> tweet again, cunt, 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 cunt. You cunt face, cunt face. You are. Oh my god. Can we ask him on? Uh, sure. Did go say yes? No. Okay. You are a cunt. C u n t cunt. Ugh. Are you solo in there today? No, I'm not. Dustin's back here. He's there. Okay. Yep. Wonderful. Fantastic. What's has he added anything other than this hideous YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, he's done a, a good walkthrough here. He's paying attention, taking notes. He's going to be able to command the cockpit here someday. Well, maybe soon. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, I don't get any specifics in your life, but yeah. if something happens. So if something happens, you, you feel confident that Justin could run the show right now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Matt's, okay. Matt's also on standby. but Good. Well, yeah. I think. Okay. Well, anyway. Do your Hunter Biden thing. Go ahead. Uh, so it's You're dying a, to talk about this, so go ahead. It's, it's go actually, ahead. I'll let you have it. It's actually a mysterious story. New York Post reports this morning. Front that, page, right? Yeah. A, a laptop was dropped off at a repair shop in Delaware with water damage and then <laughs> never picked up again. Okay. It has a... Well, Delaware is the Biden's home state. Yes. It has a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on it and is apparently filled with all kinds of emails and documents and pictures related to Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine. So Hunter Biden was on Burisma, a Ukrainian natural gas company that was under investigation by basically the attorney general of Ukraine. 
And Joe Biden in 2015 stepped in and basically got that guy fired. So fired the guy who was investigating the company that his son was mm-hmm. on the board of. And all he's bragged about it on video. Biden has. Uh, but they've denied it. It was an anti-corruption thing, blah, blah, blah. Now they have a smoking gun email from this laptop that's just like mysteriously. So the laptop mysteriously falls into the hands of Rudy Giuliani. Seems a little strange. <laughs> so the guy who owns this repair shop in Delaware somehow gives it to Rudy Giuliani, who gives it to Steve Bannon, who gives it to the New York Post. Anyways, the smoking gun emails show other people at Barissima saying, hey, Hunter, like, how can we use your influence to get rid of this criminal investigation? And then just, you know, weeks, months later, Joe Biden is out there saying, hey, I'm going to with, uh, withhold a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine unless you fire this guy who's <coughs> inv- investigating my son's company. Hunter's got some issues. Yeah, there's, Hunter. a, there's also there's some pictures. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> poor Hunter's a mess. Uh, he likes to party, you know, he's, he's hardcore, man. He's certainly the most fun of all the Bidens. Like if you were having a bachelor party, well, would you invite Joe or would you invite? There's only two. I mean, yeah, yeah. It would, I, you know, is Donald Trump said I don't know Bo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get. Well, I mean, Hunter seems like a lot of work. I don't think I'd want him around. Well, there's the other story about how, again going back to rental cars where he he rented a car in like Arizona or something and returns it when the shop's not open and just like leaves the keys in it. But he also left a crack pipe in it. Right. And then he later calls back pretending to be like Joe Borgensen or something. And it's like, it's like, oh, by the way, uh, this is uh, Hunter Biden's friend. And we left the we left the car for you. The keys are here. Right. But, as, <laughs> gonna, but, but big picture, people who vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. People who hate Trump are not going to. This is not going to change any votes. Yeah. Well, they'll just rely on the defense that Hunter Biden's a great guy. Like when Bo died, he stepped in and took care of the. Well, he did. Care of- very handsy. <laughs> but, but I'm saying who's going to vote for Who's going to switch over to Trump now? Nobody. Um, You're dreaming. This is the, I, this is going to be a muddle like everything else. These stories don't matter anymore. They I don't the, matter. Anymore. I think the muddle, though, works to Trump's benefit. Because if the big argument is that, you know, Trump, Russia, corrupt, business dealings, blah, 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 this is open and cut case of Biden using his power as vice president to enrich but Trump's not going to articulate that well. Uh, he'll probably do it better than I just did. Uh, the whole story. That's what I mean, though. He smokes crack. But the whole crack. story is a muddle. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can explain, it's, it's, you can explain it's, it's it fun. Yeah, but. Nobody's going to not vote for Biden because of this. Uh, I don't know. People hate Trump or they love Trump. It doesn't matter. Know, it you doesn't... Put, it, put it into a 30-second ad, Hunter Biden. Uh, to who? Uh, who? To the swing there, voters? There, yeah, there are independent voters. And there's, not, there's they, also the Lincoln Project effect, that the more you muddle it, the more you discourage people from voting altogether. That could be true. Well, that, we, yeah, that's, so we, that's a better if argument. Just, if we just discourage enough people from voting, we just, we just want to make people so cynical that they give up on the political system altogether. So we do agree that Hunter Biden is attracted to women, though, we think. Yeah. So his sexual preference is for women, <laughs> correct? Well, hold on. What? Isn't he? Isn't that right? No. What? I'm confused. Uh, this is just fucking insane. This is. We are now in. The, we're in the crazy. We are now at Orwellian times fifty million times whatever. So now they are saying. By they, I mean they. one one producer for MSNBC. Yeah, but it's totally taken off. I yeah, mean, of course. I saw. Uh, was it Marion's change? Webster's. The, Webster's changed the, changed the language of preference, right? So this uh, this MSNBC reporter tweets out yesterday about Amy Coney Barrett. This is who? Uh, Mabbitt? No. Who's producer? Um, One of the shows. Yeah. I, think, I think for um, the guy from Boston. 
Uh, oh, Lawrence O'Donnell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very Boston. Stop the hammering. Right. <laughs> very Boston. <laughs> um, right. So he tweets out a clip or a transcript of Amy Coney Barrett saying sexual preference right. and says, this is offensive. It implies that uh, being gay is a choice when no, you're born which gay. It, which it does not. But okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it just does. So it tries, yeah. tries to make this sensationalized. Everybody runs with it. You know, 50,000 likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Then conservatives start going back and looking at like Associated Press and MSNBC stories all that all like from 2018 that say sexual preference. And time. it's a completely normal term. Totally it's a respectful normal. term. They're it's trying. Not, it's no one. I don't think being gay is a choice. I don't think that at all. I don't. I also think that people prefer having sex with a man or a woman or both. But I'm saying if you put a cock in front of me, I prefer not to suck it. <laughs> what, I don't care if it's TJ Hubbard or Ryan Gosling. You know what I'm saying? I'd prefer not to fucking suck it. That, that doesn't. You're, you're that's, a, no, no, you're, that doesn't. I'm not. I'm not judging anybody who does. By the way, that's great. If that's how you feel, but choice and preference are two different things. I think the the response would be that you were born not wanting to suck Ryan Gosling's dick. I agree with that a thousand percent. Don't you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I don't. <laughs> right, but that doesn't mean. That, but I still prefer not to. Yeah. I prefer myself. I'm not a huge cheeseburger fan. I prefer just a plain hamburger. I prefer it. And you know what? I was born preferring it, is my guess. Somewhere in my brain, that was going to happen one day. Being gay is absolutely uh, not a choice. At birth, you, you, you are, and that's, that's great. I have no issue with that, of course, whatsoever. I don't know if Amy Barrett does. I'm, I haven't, I, who knows? I don't know. By the way, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that a, if a Supreme Court judge feels that way. Feels what way? Feels that it's not. A, if she, if her if her feeling is it's not how you feel, it's it is in fact a choice. Okay, that she speaks for a percentage of America. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not it's not a burner at the stake issue. I don't think so. I mean, be. I think she's but, wrong, but, but she's I, all. But I also think maybe she'll. It may not even affect the way she looks at the case. Who knows? I think the left would say that if she believes if she believes that being gay is a choice, then she's not acknowledging like a, a basic element of humanity and human rights. Right. And that I understand her, that. That's like that's like you know. Uh, I guess believing in slavery or something like that. There's the, there's this bright moral line well, right, that if you're not if course, you're not down with gay marriage and you're that puts you on the other side of that moral line and makes you just a repugnant human. Well, you being. can think you can think that being gay is a choice. I think that's wrong, but you can also think being gay is a choice and also be pro gay marriage. Yeah, I mean, why not? I don't know. I'm pro gay marriage. I'm pro gay marriage for 20 years. I don't. I have no issue with it whatsoever. I think saying that now we're but now we're going after language about sexual. Pre- I mean, it is what you prefer. Sexually. So the Webster Dictionary website updated yesterday the definition for sexual preference. And you can go back in the, the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive, and see that just a couple of days ago, sexual preference was a completely normal way to describe someone's sexual preference. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's their preference. I mean, again, I, I, we're, this is just semantics gone wild. Like, it's their preference. <laughs> it's, would, also, I, I, it's also not a choice. I believe you're born uh, gay or, or heterosexual, whatever. I, I completely believe that. But then that means that's your preference. I don't think it's semantics, though. I think it's a little bit more devious than that. Like, it's an effort to control people by controlling the language. Well, I think it's it's, it's fear tactics, I think. You yeah, know? I mean, and, I mean, you've, you've seen it firsthand. Like, you, you say the wrong thing about any one of these gender ideology issues, well, and then the lynch mob comes after you. And it's not necessarily because you said the wrong thing. It's because you've said other things. That right, they don't agree with. Well, it's also just that you're addressing it. Like this conversation, they wouldn't like. It's uh, like no, of course not. It's like, well, why? I'm telling you, I I agree. We agree. I think being gay is not a choice. I think you're you are born gay. You're born straight. We agree. The term now we're now we're regulating, and it's just such a slippery slope. 
you start going, yes, thank you. You start going after sexual preference, that, that phrase, what's next? Well, they've, they've steadily gone along after everything. Like in the 1980s saying someone was a homosexual was okay, but then that had to change and it had to be gay. Right. And they, which, is and fine, then, which is fine. I'm, I'm happy to play ball. Like they, they, but I, I guess the speed at which they're changing the terms is increasing. And it's like they're they're now putting a burden on you to be uh, fully up to date on whatever the woke vocabulary is. Yeah, but and if you're not, if you're not up oh, to they date, go after like you. just yesterday, sexual preference was fine. Now sexual preference right. is is not woke. So if someone, well, ten years ten years from now it might though. Yeah, but I mean, if right. somebody somebody walks into an office today and says something about you know sexual preference, are they going to be you know? But uh, here's sent, the thing. Sent to HR? Here's the thing. Like you know, there was a, a a slur for gay people, right? That was used all the time. I said all the time in high school. I didn't say it really even, but it was a word that we use, you know. Yeah. People just used it. I don't want to use it anymore. I don't really like the word. I don't use it. So I'm fine with that. This is different, though. This is like we're talking like language here. Talk about the meaning of words. Yeah, sexual preference has never, never been used as a slur. No, I, I don't think. I mean, if it has, it would be pretty creative be if you news, knew it. Yeah, it'd be news to me. Yeah, like it is what you prefer. I prefer whatever. Chocolate ice cream to vanilla ice cream. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, but and I'm sure I was born that way. I would think, right? Mm, I don't know. I think maybe food preferences are different, but well, I, whatever. I, also I, don't, I mean, whatever. So, somebody who really feels that sexual preference is an insulting term would probably think the comparison to ice cream is insulting. Is insulting. Of course. Yeah. I mean, they go fuck off then. At that well, point. I mean, I, you know, I mean they, they stopped listening a little while ago, I, except, know, for, except, except, for, except for Bob. He's still recording. Bob's still recording. <laughs> yes. But again, you know, I, I, it's just nuts. And now they're. It shows you it shows you what a strong position Amy Coney Barrett is in for this nomination that that's what they're grasping. Can I just to. say also, by the way, this is why I go at both sides. I am not that impressed. I think it's not a great sign. Everyone's blowing each other on the right that Amy Coney Barrett was taking no notes during this thing. I'm like, is that that good? That, that was I thought, about taking some notes, Amy. I, you know, I, I I thought it was interesting that she wasn't uh, that she had no, no like binders in front of her, right? Because typically they'll have something to refer to about their own. I'm sure she's very smart, but like, but she's got a very good memory, and she, I know, has, but, she hasn't been tripped up yet. And I think that the the, the, juxt- the people the reason conservatives are interested in it is because the juxtaposition is that the vice the vice presidential nominee needs a teleprompter in order to just ask questions. All of these senators need a binder just right. to ask questions, so they're just totally. Oh, but that wasn't un- like. Everyone's like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, is that that impressive? It was know. weird. It's it was, I think it was the, I think what contributed to it was like the meme moment where she holds up the blank sheet so right, that everybody can write, you know, Kirk was right on right. it. I saw that. I saw a lot of that. Um, so anything you want to say, by the way, before we get to the other stuff, you want to respond to Warden of the North's video last night, the latest one, where Tom Harmon put you in a body bag <laughs> again <laughs> on, on gun control? I, just, I think you were just reeling again. With your with your Hitler take and you br- again bring Hitler look, up. Look when you when you put yourself out there when you mm-hmm. jump into the ring with a uh, a, pu- a puppet of Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody who's who's what are you calling Tom Hartman? Uh, timid Tommy. Timid Tommy. Timid Tommy. <laughs> What's he? Didn't seem timid to be in that video. He's t- he's too scared to debate me now. Oh, that's true. You are right about and he's that. He's running away from the Minifans. You so are right about that. He's hashtag oh. timid Tommy. Timid timid, timid Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. When you when you jump into the ring with you're the only conservative there mm-hmm. and you're surrounded. By, uh, How old are you, you know, in that video? Uh, 21, 22. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Speaking for all of Republican America. One of the worst haircuts of all time. <laughs> just, just terrible. Uh, not a Milton's outfit terrible. either, no, I'll say. That is not, not a Milton's outfit. <laughs> it's not, where is that thing from? Uh, my father, probably. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> it's an inherited jacket, an inherited tie, an inherited shirt. Oh, yeah. Fake it till you make it, baby. Do you feel good when you walked out of there? They're like, yep, I, I got it done today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just like went, went home and then watched it later on TV. Um, 
But it was you know, on hey, TV in DC. Yeah, it's on. It's on uh, Directv. It's on everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's good. In, it's on in Moscow too. I'm sure. But anyways, so you know, the Kremlin trains up their agents. Very what was well. the What was the argument? The argument was about gun control, and right. I was simply making the point that authoritarian regimes like gun control. Why is that? Uh, because an unarmed populace is easier to control. To to yeah to govern. Yeah, right. I mean, okay. like like if if you know all the Jews in Nazi Germany surrender had their guns. firearms. Right. It would have been a, uh, somewhat more difficult for the Holocaust to happen. Mm. That was my point. Uh, but then, you know, Timid Thami uh-huh. got his producer chirping in his ear, feeding him, you know, Wikipedia pages. How does this guy get this every once in a while? This Warden of the North guy. Oh, he's got it. They're all up on YouTube. Oh, they are. Yeah, we played oh. them. We, I think we played even we that, played that one. one? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he just. I think he just. So it's like the Mike Pence show where there's they're all being hidden somewhere. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, they're all on YouTube. You just have to. I mean. I was going by S.E. Robinson back in the day. I don't know how they were all uploaded to YouTube. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Milton's, we'll be there today. After the show, as you're listening to this right now, we will be at Milton's, I would think. Uh, yes. Day two of the two-day sale. It seems like, was day one a success? I think day one was a success. Yeah, I saw a lot of buzz on social media. A lot we of appreciate buzz. that. So if, uh, we love, love, love you guys. We love Milton's. Go ahead, Steve. What you if saying? you put in your online order, tweet out a picture of your receipt. Please uh, do that. Yes. You know, if, you, if you show up at the store, tweet us out a picture. We love seeing that. Yes. Do I have Milton's here or no? I just want to make sure I have the code right. Prime 20 at checkout. There you go. So if you go to Milton's.com, you have a two-day sale. So you get whatever you want, anything in the store, online or at the store physically. Uh, We know all the great brands. We've done them. I'm looking forward to picking up a few duds today. We're going to make Justin. Make Justin stand up for a second, won't you please? Justin, could you stand up? I mean, look at that. Just that. I mean, just an absolute zero. And we're going to make this guy look like. I don't want to look at you anymore. Sit down. He's going to look like. I don't know. He's going to look like. uh, You know, I'll say this. May change my preference after seeing him today in the suit. <laughs> Could happen. I, it's true. I might blow him today. Oh, he's an intern. I can't do that. <laughs> no, I don't think he can. It's probably. Sexual. I can blow him. No, no. But Monica Lewinsky blew Clinton, though. Yeah, but that's like saying that, like you know, a Catholic priest who gives mm-hmm. a blowjob to a little boy is not sexually assaulting. Like oh, any, it is. Any, yeah, any sexual oh. any sexual act between oh, you and Justin. No, I never realized that. I think even talking about it might be <laughs> problematic. Sexual harassment. Yeah, he's fine with it, right? Hey, sign, 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 the, sign the forms, Justin. Sign <laughs> no. the forms. <laughs> Point is, I mean, he's going to look great today. Uh, and that's because of Milton's, 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 the greatest place in the world. The Minna fans love Milton's. We love Milton's. Milton's been with me since day one. Uh, you go to Milton's. You get whatever you want online. You go to Milton's.com. All the great brands, shoes, clothes, sweaters, jackets, Tommy Bahama, uh, 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 Vineyard Vines, Tommy John, Under Armour, North Face, the shoes, the Timberland shoes, whatever, whatever shoes, any clothes, 20% off your entire order yesterday and today, the 13th and the 14th. Don't wait because today is the last day. Go to Milton's.com. Use promo code PRIME20, PRIME20 at checkout. And you get 20% off, PRIME20, PRIME20. Get moving, men, the fans. Day two, we'll be there today. You're going to see a lot of it uh, this afternoon. So you're probably going to see this, watch it, see the video on Twitter and get moving, do it. Milton's.com, Prime 20 at checkout. You get 20% off everything at Milton's.com. All right, what else, Steve? I have an important blind mic update. Can you see? No. Is he dead? No. Yeah, all right, what? He has enrolled in uh, a class through this program he's taking for uh, fencing. What? Fencing. What? Fencing. Like, what? <laughs> what? Fencing. What? Fencing. Fencing. What? Fencing. What is that? That's KFC. <laughs> That's a new one. I like that one. What? <laughs> <laughs>
What do you mean he's doing fencing? Like he's going to be putting on the uh, no, I understand the cage, and he's going to be. Uh, what think, is the purpose of that? I, I don't have any more information other than he. Has Who been, did he tell you this? He, yes, he's so been, yesterday. Yes. Oh, so you guys are communicating again. a little bit, yeah? Friends again. He's been he's been enrolled in uh, fencing courses. So I don't know if he's going to be like sword fighting other blind people, or if it's like blind people versus deaf people. I don't know exactly what the process is. But did you say is, blind people versus deaf people? Yeah. Oh, like an Olympics? Yeah, I don't That'd know. Be interesting. Like, what <laughs> your your, uh, your country is your disability? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what? I mean, that's great. Uh, how is that? Okay, well, that's great. I mean, I have many questions, but okay, great. I don't know what to say. Like, what did he say about? It? Was he humorous about it? Or yeah, what did he say? Oh, he said to to make up for uh, not picking up the phone yesterday when we called him because he was in classes. He would give me that gem. Oh, great. Well, I wish him well on his fencing. I mean, this feels like summer camp. I'm confused. What's next? I don't get it. Archery. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Have you ever done fencing? Uh, no, I haven't. Nor have I. I wouldn't really want to. I mean, he'll be I horrible prefer, I prefer at just regular old swords. Sure. Right? Uh, the, it, the fencing little uh, pins don't seem like they're of much use. It seems like he'd be horrible fight. at that. Yeah, it would seem like vision would be a pretty key part of sword fighting. Yeah, although, aggressiveness although, although, too, though. No, um, Luke He's Skywalker good. puts on the blaster helmet. But he had the force, though. I don't think Mike has the force. Mike has the force of his, you know, body weight. But I don't think he has, I don't think he has the force. Maybe he does. I don't know. What, but, like, what, what? I don't understand. I also I didn't understand the Star Wars movies. Like, you know, like in the end, the Empire Strikes Back when Vader talks to Luke. When Luke's in the William Falcon after he loses his arm. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Luke. And he's like, Father. Why didn't Vader just go like, why can't they just go right where they are if they have the Force? Well, the other idea is that if in the in the last three bad movies where Luke has astral projection, right. there's well, several other instances throughout the other movies where that might have come in handy. Yeah, and they also, in those last three movies, remember like they always, Kylo Ren and um, Ray always talk to each that. other? Why don't they just... Well, because they're, they're supposed to have that kind of unique bond. No, but why don't they just show up where they are then? It's a good question. <laughs> I never really understood <laughs> that. A couple of plot holes. <laughs> That's one thing I never got. The other thing is, I mean, how does hyperdrive work? You know? Well, let's not get too <laughs> bogged down. Well, good for Mike and his fencing. I don't, I don't even understand. I don't, I don't know if I have a response to that. Well, clearly I don't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. So he's not. This, this, maybe is, one, this like is one a, of the biggest podcasts on the planet. I mean, I understand it's not part of my take or Call Her Daddy or Bad Signal or Sophie with Neff or any of that stuff. But one of the top, I don't know, 1% of the podcasts on the planet? Yeah. Half of 1%, if yeah, you think about course. the numbers? He's not doing this podcast right now, which is, I, I'm, I, I'm, I have his back. But he's taking fencing lessons? Yeah. Why? How does that tie into, is it to get aggressiveness? Maybe, yeah. Maybe if he, maybe if he learns mastery of some kind of skill, it will contribute to uh, on-air confidence. They have a talent class there? Maybe there's a Paralympic <laughs> angle. Like oh, he's gonna I didn't do, think of that. do the Special Olympics. He could get sponsored that way. Did you say Special Olympics? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paralympics. No, you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> it's like the Cartman one. <laughs> <laughs> the other Olympics. I gotcha. Well, that's great. So he's taking. F- okay. What is going on during the day here? At the class? Yeah, it's not here. I know what's oh, going on okay. here during the day. Well, here's what yeah. goes on here during the day before we get into what goes on the class during the day. I do a fucking show for two hours or whatever. Carrie, Steve. Show ends. I'm walking down the stairs and Steve calls me and tells me the power is out. 
Like, okay, well, you know, what you said, this, the show was saved. So I'm like, all right, so we're talking. And like, and, and so I look, my, uh, Steve comes down the stairs. We're on the second floor, if you don't know. So I'm down the stairs. The power's out. It's pouring outside. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's out in the other places. And Steve sticks his head in there and brings the fucking Greek therapist out there. And then we're in this weird conversation that I want no part of. Clearly, just I just left. left. What, didn't I? Yes. It's left the middle of it. I was not going to be part of it. <laughs> it's fine. But then you then you text me or whatever, and you're like, boy, it's a bad one. I don't think we're going to get power back for the rest of the day. How the fuck do you know that? Because I was driving away, know, but, but, and all the streetlights weren't working. But it could be an hour. How, how like how would you know it was going to be like? What, because it wasn't just like this building or this street. Like okay, I got, how, I got a couple uh, miles away, and, and then what did you text power. me two hours later? Uh, that I got an email from the, the power back? company. Power yes, back. but you were. Like, I was preparing a contingency plan, Kirk. <laughs> what was your contingency plan? Uh, to record via Streamyard if we didn't have power okay. here. Well, anyway, but like you're, you're sitting there yapping away with this guy. Why? I wasn't yapping. Yes, you away are. You were talking to him. Why? Because I'm friendly. And he's the neighbor. He's my he's my Greek friend downstairs. I see him all the time. We have uh, we have small talk all the time. About what? Uh, you know about how uh, the coronavirus is doing back in Greece. How's it doing there? Isn't they doing Pretty well good. or no? Pretty good. Blind guy fence now. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It's like it's not very Greek. <laughs> well, I walked in this morning. He said, "I'm guard." <laughs> he did. <know. laughs> We have Mike. Maybe Mike. If Mike doesn't come back to the show full time, maybe we can have him fence against somebody. Yeah, or maybe he'll fence for his job. If we get somebody in here in the third, but does he does he fence someone who is sighted or well, but another blind? Okay, well here's the thing. So if he's blind, right? Mike's blind, and he's been fencing. Let's say for a month at that point, and somebody else can see they've never fenced before. I'd say advantage Mike. Mm. It's not basketball. Mm. I feel. I still think sight is. There a is. Big I think advantage. there's. I think there's almost a. I could see there being more of, like you said, almost a, a Jedi aspect to it, though, where the feel is almost more important than what you see. It all depends on if he can click and hear it, like echolocation, like a bat. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Like yeah. Daredevil. He's like, he's on his way to becoming Daredevil. True story, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think Mike's going to be a superhero? Yeah. How do you feel about doing fencing, Mike? Do you feel confident or kind of strange about it? Or what's your take on it? Nothing. I don't know. I it's just, for. it never fucking ends. Feel silly or stupid? No, I, I feel like stupid about doing it. <laughs> How about fencing you do? Uh, I don't know. I, I question myself all the time. You should. Oh, Mike doing this. Gary for his fencing. He's talking. Yeah, I can just picture Mike getting his outfit on, fucking it up. Talking to some like, you know, the other kids are probably, by the way, the next youngest, next oldest kid in that person, that group is probably nine. Right. And he said, they're telling this kid with the Legion of Skanks podcast. And this <laughs> kid must be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> he just wants to fucking. Mike is going <laughs> to die in a fencing accident. This thing today. Well, it would have to be very precisely placed. What do they call the swords? Are they pin, pinions? Or? That's the thing. I find fencing to be pussies because they, they, they're all protected. Well, I mean, also, you're just you're fighting basically with like a TV antenna. Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking like it's, get some get some broadswords out there like brave. Yeah, like, yeah, like, well, like Princess Bride. There was no, you know, they, they did the real sword fighting. Yeah. You never see Zorro dancing around with a little, no. uh, little antenna. No, like, yeah, Braveheart, you get the thing. You, that's what Mike should be. That's what they should really be doing. I wonder if there are other, If it, there, is there like a blind fencing league? I'm sure there's something. Oh, well, 
the first thing that comes up is actually, I don't know if I should say it, but his center. No, well, that's not good. Well, you should. For a league? Yeah, I think it's, so I think it's all about like uh, building confidence and shit. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like they've been doing it for a long time, so. What Mike should be doing really into the fencing is learning how to paint a fucking fence so he can make a living for the rest of his life. That's what I would say. He could get some big sponsorships, though. As a professional fencer? Yeah. Is there a, is there a, is that, that is that, oh, you know what? That may be on, you may have an issue with Mike because I think Mike may be Jerry's lead-in on that TV channel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have blind fencing on Thursday nights at 11 o'clock? No, this fencing was good! Right. That's true, Jerry. It's right. I have not spoken to Jerry in a long time. I did text back and forth with Rob Bradford last week, though. Really? I did. That's interesting. You did what? I mean, when you say you text back and forth, was there reconciliation involved, or did you say, hey, there was fuck an you? Olive branch thrown out there by, uh, by Podcast Jesus. Wow. Slight, light. Because I, I you know, I, he's a what good person. It? I've always said that, though. He's a good person. Well, I'm what? sorry. Not you, Jerry. You, I'm, I can't get past, but. Dang. What? Yeah, we we, we touched, we texted a little bit back and forth. We know each other forever. You know, he's, my, he's Harry's godfather. It's a tough one. It's a, cause it, I, the issue with Rob is that he's just not a fighter, and I want him to be something he isn't, where Jerry I just felt differently about. So it's a tough one. So are you, are you like, ready to offer forgiveness to those people who didn't fight for you? No, no. I think it's it's always going to be, in, but I understand Rob's position much more than, say, Jerry's. That's that's all. I mean, okay. I, it's, it's a different situation. So we'll see. I don't know when that's going to go. Uh, <clears throat> I'm also willing to forgive Julie DeCaro. She's a good person and a hell of a writer, by the way. Damn good writer. I mean, this is, I said this yesterday. I tweeted out yesterday. It's funny, you texted me. I just read it. I'm thinking of this. Who's... Is she the worst person alive right now on Earth? Give me some names. Well, I mean, you've got Kim Jong-un. Nope. Um, Xi Jinping. No. Xi Jinping. Nope. She's running uh, concentration camps. Yeah, no, I'm aware. Um, she owns the Rockets, right? Hmm? They own the Rockets, right, that family? Yeah. Uh, Zarniev. Yeah, he's a good candidate. There's a lot of ISIS people still alive. Uh, Bashar Assad has used chemical weapons against his own people, a dictator mm-hmm. of Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you saying that they're worse or are you just throwing it out there? Oh, I, I'm building out my like top five worst people. You're saying that she's better than these people. I'm throwing people who are in contention. You're willing, oh, you're willing to have yeah. a conversation about I mean, okay. Vladimir Putin? No, 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 no. Is up there. Nah. Nah, she's worse. Okay. Because you know what? I Cause, I, uh, yeah. You I know really, what? Because they are what they are. Uh, Nasser? Cosby? Weinstein? Spacey? Not there yet. I don't have anybody yet. Ravel, maybe. Okay. Maybe. A, not today. B, that's still sports. C, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not her, though, right? Uh, No, I think it's her her, uh, illustrious part. Let me hear that again. A, not today. B, that's still sports. C, no. I mean, she wrote something yesterday. I mean, Deadspin is so fucking pathetic. I can't even believe I'm do- we're doing this in 2020. So, breaking, she writes, Adam Schefter is a uh, turd who embodies white male privilege. Now, do you really know who Adam Schefter is or no? 
Yeah, yeah he's the NFL reporter. Yeah, he's like the he's, biggest, he's biggest the, sports the, reporter in America. He's the access journalist. Yeah. NFL teams hand him things. He yep. tweets them out. Yep. But he's, we used to have him on the old show. He, if you called him, if we called, if I called Schefter now, he'd come on in two minutes. He was always very nice. Everyone, you know, who has ever dealt with him says he's a nice guy. My first interaction with the Super Bowl, he was kind of an asshole, but he still seems like a nice, not to me, but just it was a weird situation. Uh, we were at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis in 2012, and we were in line waiting to go to the Patriots media day. He was right in front of me, and he's short. He's really little, and he's going through, and the security people are like, uh, sir, uh, can you empty all your pockets? He's like, I emptied them. He put his backpack through. He's like, I emptied them. She's, it was an older woman. They have local security there. It's fucking ridiculous. She's like, yeah, but you just have to. He's like, fine. He's like, I, he's, he looked at me. I never met him. He's like, he's like, they think I'm a terrorist. Like, what do you think I'm a terrorist or something? They think I'm a terrorist? And then he just went through. But I don't know. He was probably trying to work. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. He was nice. He's he wrote a he actually married a 9/11 widow. By the way, he wrote a book about it. I didn't read it, but you know, Jerry loved it. How short is he? Is he like uh, he's like little hands short? Smells like cabbage. No, no. Five, six, five, mm, seven. Yeah, little guy. Little guy. Yeah. Little guy. Almost doesn't deserve the right to vote. Little Marco. Little Marco. And then Mitt Romney came. <laughs> Could have got. What did he say about Romney at that time? Remember, he's like, you know, and if I told Mitt to get, if I told Mitt to go on his knees, he would have gone on his <laughs> knees that day. <laughs> he was pathetic. He was begging for an endorsement. He was too. He was. <laughs> he's so pathetic. He's. Like, you see his fucking before we get back to the back You see Mitt that Romney's pathetic statement that he put out. Just yeah. like, what do you? What a, what a wave to like the Twitter crowd. Just great. You want, want to accomplish something or no? Like, I love. His, I love his like. You can see how loyal he is. He was begging for my endorsement. <laughs> I could have said Mitt, drop to your knees. He would have dropped to his knees. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But Romney, like, I will say Romney compared what Trump said to, like, what Keith Olbermann said. One's the president. Yeah. One's just some lunatic shithead. Romney is clearly trying to cut this, like, above above the fray, yeah, let's above get, it Let's all. move on. Yeah. Like, too late, Mitt. It's too late. We, we, we're not getting... We're, we're never getting back there. And the other thing is, you, like, he had several moments in 2012 where he could have just been a little bit tougher and might maybe spared us a lot of this, and he wasn't tough enough. Because of Obama? Yes, if he'd, if he'd be Obama, then you'd never have the Trump era. Oh, that's for sure. <clears throat> that's for sure. But he was a lousy candidate. See, I don't think so. Oh, Mitt? I think, he was, I think he was a good candidate, and I think he's a good guy, but he's just like, he's He just wants weak. to be liked. Yeah, he's what? weak. He, that's he what likes, I mean. He likes that, that, that strange new respect from the New York Times. Yeah, he likes Maureen Dow to like him and yeah. fucking George Stephanos. That's what I mean by it. wrong time. 50 years ago, he was the president. 30 years ago. Yeah. It's just the wrong wrong time. Anyway. So, Julie DeCaro, who we hate, who I th- what, went after me the first time I went away. It was like, fuck this guy, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She sucks. I can't wait to read that book, though. That book is going to be the greatest. Oh, we're going to tear it apart. Oh, I cannot. Maybe it'll be good. Don't say that. It could be good. I mean, we're going to fact check it. Yes, we're going to give it a fair and thorough read. Sports media is overpopulated by privileged white people, myself included. I guess I'm saying me and Julie DeCaro. Oh, she Julie. Just, I mean, it, it begins with this self-loathing liberalism. <laughs> you just have to, like, hate yourself. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm white. I'm so sorry. I know. You, you, it's, but it's especially populated by privileged white men who are never called to account for their privilege or use it in any constructive way. America seems, by and large, okay with this. The leave politics out of the sports crowd has effectively shouted down and exhausted those of us who keep insisting that sports is not and has never been apolitical. For the most part, we try to pick our battles and ignore the rest of it. That's her. But sometimes a white media person 
does something in evidence of such terrible judgment, such lack of compassion or care for people they cover that it merits calling them out on it. Witness then this tweet from ESPN's Adam Schefter. So I'm expecting like some really tone deaf, racial, whatever. Essentially what he's saying is three weeks from today is the NFL trade deadline, right? Correct. And he's just joking. He knows the election's three weeks away. He's By the way, I think making fun of himself. Correct. He's, he's like, look how unimportant, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I care about football. Like I'm an idiot. It's self-deprecating. It's kind of, he's building it up. Like this is going to be just your, your standard liberal election tweet about the importance right. of the election. Oh no, he's talking about the NFL, which I think is in the, how funny it is, but it's, it's a nice attempt to be kind of light. It's, it's an okay tweet. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so she says, you know, um, this is a poor attempt at humor during a good year and a fuck you to every non-white person who has been uh, and continues to be deeply affected by the actions and policies of Donald Trump in 2020. While the president continues to disavow white supremacists, shout out to Jamel Hill, who was light years ahead of the rest of America on this one, while COVID continues to ravage black and brown communities. I mean, think of how she's, what she's writing this in response to. This fucking Schefter tweet that was nothing. Just a, just a banal joke she's on just Twitter. She's a fucking insane idiot. She's mentally ill. She really is mentally ill. She's desperate for something oh, to write about. Just waving sure. her arms. I, she's, she said, I've, I've been institutionalized. And maybe she has been as well. I know she suffered. She should be, she should be in a, she should, she should put a net over and just put her in a room somewhere. I think that she be, should be at like Perkins Cooey at a law firm. She's a lawyer, you know. Yeah, she, she should be fencing with Mike. That's what she should be doing. She should be fencing with Mike. As a white man with a high-paying gig, he doesn't have to think about the same things you do. He'll continue to do well no matter who sits in the Supreme Court, no matter who occupies the Oval Office. Uh, Schefter has built his career on a covering a league that's 70% black. I have a pretty good idea what the audience was intended to be for Schefter's tweet, but I hope the guys he covers in the league see it as well. She's fucking insane. I have an idea who the audience was for his tweet, too, the people who follow him on Twitter. Right. And, all, yeah. <laughs> and also, if you think... Like Devin McCourty is going to see that tweet and be offended. You're, he has a it's, he has a fucking sense of humor, or Cam Newton or fu- whoever. I mean, a lot of guys in the NFL probably would be like, "Oh, there's an election that day too." That's they true. probably care more about the trade deadline. They probably a, just think it's a serious tweet. It was a bad joke, but he didn't mean anything by it. At what point though do we start holding people accountable for bad jokes? That's the batshit <laughs> sentence. That's you fucking bat. lunatic. Okay, she's a fucking tyrant. She's she. Okay, okay, Julie, let's play it out. Uh, so Adam Schefter told, "Would you think is a bad joke?" I don't think it's a big deal. What would you like us to do? I mean, I'm the head of ESPN. Fire him? Suspend him? What? Chop off his arm? What, one eyeball? Like, how do you want me to do? Cut his dick off? What, what should we do? All like, the above. I all think. the above? Yeah. Uh, when do the white men who cover largely black leagues have to walk a mile in the player's shoes? <laughs> so, I mean, again, I don't want to, you know, like the player. We're talking about players who are making millions and millions of dollars, first of all. But secondly, what, what would you like Schefter to do, Julie? Tweet out that the election's in three weeks? I think we all know that. He's a fucking football beat writer. He doesn't probably have a brain in his head. I think. She, and by the way, I bet you he's an insane liberal. Oh, definitely. So I mean, like, I, I think I, she wants him to retweet only women and um, marginalized people. Maybe just give his Twitter account over. Did to you the car the one where reporter. somebody she worked with said that she was a tyrant to her? Remember that woman was tweeting all these. She did all these oh, terrible yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, a while ago. This, she was just obnoxious to work with. Yeah, she's yeah. an obnoxious, despicable human being. Oh. And my God, when will the sports media stop being a haven for mediocre white men to make hay off the suffering of others? 
Oh, I mean, I know Deadspin's finished and everything, but how, I mean, that's so embarrassing. Like, why? How can they? I mean, I, I, like I always say, right? Whatever you want, but how can they see that and be like, "Oh, this is good"? I know she's just like typing out her madness and oh, putting it on insane manifesto like, of insanity. It's like a bad car accident, you know. You, it like, is. Everyone's just kind of rubbernecking at what a, oh. what a deranged idiot she is. When do we start? What's the What's the line? Bad jokes? What? What are we doing? Um, when do we start holding people accountable for bad <laughs> jokes? Accountable? What? By the way, you've been paying attention, dummy. That's all we're doing now in this society. Yeah, exactly. So Adam Schefter, unless, unless you're a liberal or a Democrat, right, or a minority, that's true. Then you can tell all the bad jokes you want. But I mean, she's just a, a, a just a disgusting human being, really. I mean, God. And like Adam Schefter, what what did he ever do to her? You know what Adam Schefter does, his by white, the way, his too. Whiteness. He's a white male. That's you know, that's his aggressive. He also aggressive, he's, he's successful. Like he yeah. he makes ESPN money. He's a successful sports reporter. He's the best. And he works like a fucking. Just a lunatic all day long. Crazy. He works hard. Not like you. And you're bitter because you suck at the radio and they dumped you because you suck and you suck and you're working for $25 an article now and all that shit. But I mean, and the only reason you've had these chances is because you're, if you, she wasn't a woman, if she was John DeCaro, she wouldn't have these chances. No. And they would have fired her a long time ago. She's lucky. She's lucky she's white and she's lucky she's a woman. That's the irony. There's plenty of women who are much better than her at their jobs who haven't had the breaks that she's had because... She waves her arms and, she's, and she scares these people and, the, and the, they can't fire her. But she's so bad that they still fire her. Like, fuck it. She's so awful. We have that's to funny. get rid of her. Huh? That's, that's funny. You're it's true. Right. Like, fuck yeah. it. We want to take the lawsuit over. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, God. We start holding people accountable for like, what? I'm sure, Julie Carr's one of those people. I'm sure if you look up, she tweeted something stupid six years ago. Should, should she be fired? Should Deadspin get rid of her? By her own standards, yeah. Do we ask her on? Is she willing to come on, do you think, and have a conversation with her? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Some, somebody might interview her at some point. Sometime. Oh, good. Well, hopefully we'll have that come, we'll get, to, we'll get to hear that conversation. The book comes out next year. I cannot wait for that book. Yeah, I think it's like April unless it's been delayed. Oh, I mean, is that book is going to be, that's going to be 200 pages of that. Yeah. And you're going to be in it probably. I'm definitely going to be in yeah. it. Yeah. Why? You, I don't you, know. You, Barstool, for sure. Yeah, big you guys. You guys, you guys will be like the, the straw men of right. what's, I always what's say, wrong with white men in sports. Dan Katz hates her. Hates. That's all you need to know. The nicest guy there is. Hates her. Yeah. Oh, she's a vomit. Oh, God. Well, anyway, thank God for Simply Safe. Head on over to simplysafe.com slash Kirk. Here's what you get. An HD camera for starters. That's nice. It's a good start. I like that. Nice appetizer. Here's the meal. Okay. Here you go. What's a nice appetizer for you, Steve? Uh, I like a nice fresh corn polenta. What's that? Isn't that the thing that you eat when the baby's born? Nope. That's placenta. Okay. You like a corn placenta? Nope. Okay. Do they put any corn in placenta? You could, yeah. Do you ever, okay, go ahead. Did you uh, say somebody had, what was your placenta story the other day? Uh, there are people who will dry placenta, turn it into a powder, put it in capsule form, and take it as a immune system support. Okay, so keep in mind there are people like that in the world. Uh, so you don't want those people in your home. So you get Simply Safe. You know, I hate to say it because, you know, I hope I, Charlie Baker should have had it. <laughs> right, you probably you know? should have had simply. Should have had simply safe. The governor of the state, he should have had simply safe. Well, in the in defense of the uh, Mass State Police, they're too busy, you know, brooming, groping cases against uh, well, AJ Baker. You know, well, I'm glad everything turned out okay though. But uh, you go to simplysafe.com/slash/kirk uh, for 50 cents a day, you get complete home protection, protection all day long, 24 seven, 365 days a year. Uh, you set up yourself under an hour. They they ship it to you. Uh, you peel and stick the sensor exactly where you need them. No technician required. I did it. That's all you need to know. No contract. No push. No pushy sales guys. No hidden fees. No fine print. Fifteen dollars a month. 
U.S. News uh, and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. I would agree. I mean, I love, I love it. It's it, trust me. I know these lunatic minute fans. I have to keep myself safe. Keep we have to keep the studio safe as well. Uh, head on over to simplysafe.com slash Kirk. Simplysafe.com slash Kirk. Get that free HD camera. Simplysafe.com slash Kirk to make them uh, let them know the Kirk Minahan show sent you. What else, Steve? Uh, well, I guess we're on the theme of uh, deranged liberals. We could go to K Marco's piece. I don't, I don't even want to do it though. God, I hate no. K Marco. I mean, and then it jumps out at you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for me, it's just a, him detailing the uh, you know the journey of becoming a guy who manages a website. <laughs> You know, he's like, no, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's like this. He's, he's telling the story of the, like, this is somehow some like formative adventure. Like he hiked to a, the top of a Himalayan peak and met with a Tibetan wise man and learned the ways of search engine optimization. I read a book years ago about Samuel Goldwyn, the, uh, the film, uh, uh, you know, uh, executive studio chief and the story of how he came to America. Or maybe it was his dad. I read so long. I remember. Um, and the way he came to America, he took some boat over, but it wound up going to Canada and he had to walk through the snow, and like he got to America, he collapsed over the the line, like in Maine or something. And I always thought that, that image, and like K. Marco makes it seem like his was more difficult. <laughs> like, it, it was just he's just he's just blogging. I mean, let's you you grabbed onto some coattails, you hung on good and hard, and it's paid off for you, bud. Yeah, you got around some talented people, <laughs> yeah. Dave, Kevin, you Dan, know? and he made he made he did make some sacrifices earlier. He Absolutely. helped out, he helped out KFC. He he stuck around. He took he took some risks. So you know, fine. He he deserves it all. But let's not you know, let's not make it out like you're a, a well. War he taught himself Google Analytics through online tutorials. Learned Firebase and Looker as well, and did the weekly reports himself. He did say that. There you go. You know. As Barcelona grew, became a point person, an overseer, manager, no longer a blogger. He just, he just, he just had a great run, you know? But yeah, he's, uh, I'm, I'm not really, sh- it just seems like a woe is me thing for like eight pages. Yeah, I mean, just like the, uh, just the, the existence of the blog post, I think, is the biggest problem that he just like, congratulations to Coley. You know, like, let's, never, he, let's not pretend like you're not butthurt about this. He talks about on. being the trust thing. He never mentions us. Meanwhile, we ruined him. <laughs> oh, it'll kill. Like, total. What, what is he going to say? True. Well, he could take a shot at us. But even then, what is he going to say? Because he's wrong. He has like, no, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're writing, if you're writing this, uh, this K. Marco swan song and trying to settle some scores, what do, I mean, what do you even say about Kirk Minahan? I don't even know. But he has no online presence anymore. He's terrified of them. The Minna fans, if you're listening, you own this fucking guy. You ruined him. And I, I'm like, I don't like doing that generally. I really don't like, even like Ellie, I have nothing really against her. But K. Marco is such a dick. I'm so happy that they ruined him. Like, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, he was really Just, the only one at Barstool who was like the only one a dick from the beginning. Yeah, like every all of our very first interactions with him, he was just like a dick. For I would also reason. say he's the only real dick that I've dealt with at Barstool. There have been people who have been dickish, but, but but it's been a response to us doing things. Yeah, yeah, no been, it's been provoked. There. This was like unprovoked aggression on his part. Right. Like I don't yeah. think he's. An, am I wrong? No, I don't think so. You like Willie was a thing, but he's not like I don't think he's an asshole. Yeah, but again, that I mean, you could say that that was provoked. Like we'd never uttered K. Marco's name. Until Chaps he's, is kind of an asshole, I think. Yeah, Chaps tried to get us fired. Yeah, yeah. I like I, yeah. I kind of hate him. Like I know the people. You know, he's and he's one of these guys who wants it. Like he's an asshole. Yeah, I don't hate it, but he definitely tried to get us fired. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's an asshole. But I would say, but not even like this though. He just hate like he doesn't like us. Like K. Marco is fucking. De- devious and he tried to fuck us over and he lost and now he's you know rubber room k marco that's it he's going in today with his pencils and his magazine and adult coloring book yep 
Which I think honestly, Dave, I think Dave gives him forty five minutes for lunch. It's not a bad setup for him. No, no, he's got his whatever he does, and he gets to go to. Well, I don't know. What, do you like it, K Marco, or no? How's it going? <laughs> I actually think that he'll be creating more value. I agree. Are you enjoying the rubber room? Yeah, you are. Oh, good. Okay, what do you do all day? It was just uh, you know mentally lazy and stupid mistakes. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, of, well, well, first oh. of all, I mean, I've never cared about writing. <laughs> Why do you mention that in this story? I didn't hear that, but that makes sense. <laughs> What's that noise I like? What's it? Uh, <laughs> what? <yeah. laughs> okay. What was that? Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't try to fuck you over. But- no, definitely not. <laughs> So it's 9.23. So he's been in the rubber room for 23 minutes. He's 9 to 5. No, oh, come on. What? He's seven minutes away from showing up. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I spoke to some people there, and they were like, you know, even the ones who like him are like, he hasn't done any work in, like, forever. So I mean, he took a year off to write a book that he didn't write a, a word of it. I don't think. Well, it was other Barstool people submissions. Right. Well, because he's more of an editor. He's like a top-level guy. Remember, he doesn't really care about the writing. I know, but yes. But I feel like he could have probably worked and done that as well. I don't know how Dave... Dave lets him get away with everything. Well, he did. And now he's not the editor anymore. But maybe for him, does he take a pay cut? Probably not. I would say no. So is it really that? I mean, he's humiliated. He's ruined. I mean, he's a punchline, but... If he's okay with just taking a check and he's going to get some money in a couple of years, and then I imagine then he'll walk, right? No. You think he'll just stay even after he gets his big money? Yeah. Really? You do? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. Eventually convert it to working remotely and then just always get that little kiss in the mail. Yeah, but what's he doing, have to work. Working what? Is he going to blog? Is he going to like, like blog? Go, going out to Vegas looking for babes. Is he going to do blog posts for Coley? Uh, yeah. That's how he signed his uh, story. Blogger. Came uh, Blogger. With a sense of humor. So he's going well. to keep doing it. Maybe he'll do a, uh, a wild takedown of Julie DeCaro today. Except for he agrees with her, so probably not. That would be good. Why don't you do that? Why don't we do that, Steve? I'd be happy to do that. I mean, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I, but then, in this new bar stool, do we? Is that going to get posted? I was just thinking that because it would probably be, not. It, it would be a good blog post. It'd be fun to rip her apart. But I mean, Dan I, should do that. He hates her. I don't think you can wade into the like. I don't think you can take the position she's taking, but you also can't take the opposite position. She's insane. Either, uh, no, that. Uh, you know, Schefter doesn't have white privilege or... But he does. I mean, yeah. But I mean, being... I mean, sure, they helped him at some point, but he's also great at his job. And he's overcome being cripplingly short. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can be white, be burdened with that, and still be also actually... You could also get the job because you're good at it, in addition to being white. I know it's controversial. My preference is Schefter on this one. I prefer Schefter over Julie DeCaro. I would say in every fashion, <laughs> if we're being totally honest here. No? A microaggression. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know what else is going on. Um, we see uh, Portnoy is uh, going to war against teenagers. I'm so confused by it. So Dave's doing a podcast like an eight year old or something right now. So here's the thing: TikTok is huge. I'm aware, and uh, it's, there's, it's not. There's, uh, a, there's uh, a new generation of social media influencers coming up who have tens of millions of followers. Yeah, he's doing some some vapid eighteen year old idiot. He's doing a podcast with, correct? Yes. Okay. So did you listen to any of it? Um, I listened to a little bit. Of I saw a minute clip. It sounded so boring. It just sounded so empty. I was yeah. Looking. So there's other podcast is great. The one with Eddie, um, but this seems, I don't know. This seems to me forced. So, I mean, he talked a little bit about it in his podcast with Eddie. I think the kids he went over to Josh, visit those Josh guys Josh or whatever. Richards. Yeah. So yeah. they've got a, 
these these guys they uh, do TikTok videos. They get millions and millions of followers because mm -hmm. the People's Republic of China is trying to addict American youth to this sure. app successfully. By the way, successfully, I can, I can very that. very. Successfully. I can confirm that. Yeah. And uh, so they get a bunch of followers, and then they hook up with an adult manager who is like, "All right, this is how we're going to monetize your following." And they get a ton of money, and they get a house together. So you've got a house mm -hmm. with like eight yeah, TikTok influencers all together. Video games, they do and YouTube TikTok videos. They expend their platform, whatever. So it's this huge social media thing. There's a lot of potential there. And Portnoy, I think, is rightly saying, "Look." you know, adapt or die. We got to get in. We got to get some of this. I'd rather die than do this podcast with this guy. But yeah, I would. I just, yeah. Would. Yeah. yeah. What's the war about them? confused. Not what the kid he's doing the podcast so, with, is it? Yeah. So basically he has, he went and did this podcast with, I think the guy's name is Josh, Josh Richards yeah. or something. He looks exactly like you'd think he looks. Yeah. Uh, he's a bro. He's a bro. And so Portnoy now I think is like taking sides and all these little like social Over, media like, feuds. Well, I'm confused it's, by it. It's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a live action soap opera where you have mm -hmm. like you know the House of Minahan and the House right. of Trudell and you but know, they're all stupid though. Oh yeah, they're all right. stupid right. and they 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 don't have a fucking thought in their head. <laughs> right, I don't like but they're well, like. They're like, you know, fighting each other over made up shit. It's like it's like when, you know, two famous actresses, agents conspire for them to have a feud because it gets them in the tabs and raises their profile or something. That's kind of what it's like. So it's this all like fake drama. Yeah. yeah. Tabs, tabloids. I, I know. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue the story. So Portnoy is wading into the middle of this and like picking sides. And I know, but I'm confused by it. I don't understand any of it. I'm old. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to know. Okay. Well, no, 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 I'm telling you my perspective of it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But so I think Portnoy is trying to expand his profile into a younger generation. And he's, yeah, but, and he's doing so by creating strategic alliances with TikTok. Houses. See, I think they're not going to be into, I think Barstool uh, uh, unbelievably is like too smart for the, for these people. Well, like, I, don't, like, I don't think they're going to listen, listen, listen to a podcaster. They don't do anything. But what they're going to do is, is hire those right. TikTok people. And then the, to do what though? They'll have like the Barstool TikTok house. Oh, and Barstool God. is Barstool is pretty successful on TikTok. Oh, no question, no doubt about it. But no, yeah, it's all it's all manipulation by the People's Republic of China. And when Trump successfully bans TikTok, all these TikTok houses are going to be fucking evicted. He's going to be gone. Uh, no, well, who's he? Dated. Who's he going after? Um, so it's it's confusing. I don't know any of these people, but they are they're like they're massive people. They've got like they're oh, like, I know. crazy. They're like call her daddy size audiences. Oh, definitely. And I have no fucking clue who any of these people are. Um, so there's one. Let's see. So there's one called Nessa. Apparently, apparently he came after Nessa, and then someone listen to you describing this. What are we doing? It's madness. I don't it's, even get it's it. Absolutely madness. Well, it's like my kids talk about these YouTubers, and I have, no, I have TikTok. I have no idea who they are. But the, these these little 18 year olds insulting Portnoy are funny. That's funny. They're really funny. What do they say? So this this one girl posts on I guess Instagram. Uh, at stool president day, you're a disgrace to the world and you belong in a graveyard with your president. You're literally bored and you look like a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I guess you just hate on random girls that are 18. <laughs> How is Dave responding to this? Well, <laughs> someone DMs are you, you belong in a grave. Maybe it will be better down there. You literally has nothing to do with your life. So you just hate on Nessa. You're just mad. You can't get with her. All you want to do is make me hate on her, but Who it's not going to work. You're probably just haven't had sex with an 18 year, so you're just going for Nessa. Get a life, you fucking bitch, <laughs> ugly ass cracker. This is to Dave. Yeah, Nessa TikTok. So he's he's uh, he's just like posting to his Twitter account all of these you know TikTok tweens coming after him. Not tweens, teens, I guess. This girl is Nessa Barrett. She has 11 million people on TikTok. <laughs> Makes a Jesus. Who are these people? 
<laughs> is she on Twitter as well? There she is. She has a million followers on Twitter. See, the thing is, it's it's TikTok is so new that when people joined it, they would increase your likes and your follows and manipulate the algorithm to turn you into a star. Like none of those numbers are actually real. It's all just like fake metrics from a a Chinese state owned company trying to addict kids to using social media. Well, it's working. It is. So congratulations to them. Uh, it's it's just Jesus. That's unbelievable. No, it shows what I know. I'm 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 baffled by it. But okay, well, congratulations to to uh to Dave. Yeah, so I think uh, the the TikTok stuff and then the e-gaming is going to be the next frontier for Barstool, according to what, what Dave's been saying. Okay, well, he knows this stuff way better than I do, so. He does. Good. I mean, I, I have to give him, uh, I think, like, you and I have the same mindset. Of I'm just old. Being, like, mm. like, Mike, for a time, was like, we should get on TikTok. Like, there's comedians who are doing very well on TikTok, and it's like, well, you, you got to know where you can Ooh, fight. Who sucked at it, too? Yeah, like, I don't like, wanna... you got to know where you're going to fight and where you can win. Like, we're not going to be doing bro content. We are a crusty old relic here. Yes. There's no doubt. You will not see me on TikTok. You will not see me on Instagram. I don't want to really do Instagram. I know. Even uh, Twitter's old now, though. Yeah. Twitter's like old people. I mean, well, Facebook is still the, the realm of baby boomers. I know, but Twitter is becoming more and more... You know, if you think, I, of, think of when Twitter broke out now, the people who started using it then yeah. are in their 30s. So. I, I think that <clears throat> Twitter is always going to have a special role because of yeah. the employers of the people who use it. Like it's the it's the nervous system of the American media or of the, of the international media. So and TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram is not going to replace well, that. Twitter is the entire promotion of our program. Yes. Really. Effectively, yeah. my account and the show account. Yeah. Your, I mean, that's, we've got 10,000 followers on on. I know, but we know, but we don't really care about it yeah unsubscribe that don't please don't why because i'm gonna stay over ten thousand. why the, the swipe ups <laughs> fine fine joy leave a five-star review too that's important to us okay yeah yeah what no it's I not thought, no you can review the podcast you can't leave a five-star review on our instagram you can't no what the hell do i know i don't even have instagram on my phone <laughs> i don't <laughs> who runs our instagram account no I one i do oh you do oh that's yes. good that's good do we have any kids? Whatever happened to the guy there? The the uh, Nick Alistair Black. Uh, Alistair Black's on uh, off to bigger, better things. Oh, he's got a job. I don't know. Oh. I haven't heard from him in a while. How about Nick? He's gone. Nick does have a job. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any uh, any loser interns left from the beginning or no? <laughs> Just one. Just one big winner. <laughs> That's I think uh, our, our our other uh, intern has gone off to huge, well, enormous success. What should I do here, Steve? You tell me. I'm, I'm going to take your guidance for once. Uh, do I swing at this pitch or no? Yeah, I think you swing at it. So, all right. Well, okay. You're giving Will what he wants. Have you talked to Will during this whole process? Uh, off and on, not really. I have. He hasn't consulted me for advice about the podcast. But <clears> I, <throat> I will say, from all of the all of the production angles, distribution, it seems to be going well. What do you mean? It sounds good, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So Courtney Fallon does a podcast. First, they were going to do it here, but now they're not. We poison pill them out. They, 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 they did not bite to their credit. Uh, I have no, again, I don't really know her. I've, made, I, I've met her once, maybe. Uh, I remember when I went to, I think I've told this backstory. When I went to radio.com, that show, Chris Curtis was like, you should, I, you should, do you know Courtney Fallon? I said, no. He said, you should maybe think about her for a sidekick on the show. Give me an idea of Curtis's idea of how things go. So I talked to her for like 15 minutes and I was kind of like, eh, I mean, a nice person, but I'm not really feeling it. Um, and then she got herself into this war, war, like she's almost like 
like a parody account. I, like I don't understand what happens. I don't get it. Uh, so what happened was she it really makes me mental. Something people just everyone just I don't know, go, ahead, go ahead. She started doing um, extra sauce. With Greg Hill. Oh, right. Yeah, so she was doing uh, a weekend food show right. with Greg Hill, and we played a couple of bits of it. And so people were were tweeting at her. And she was playing. And she was going along. Yeah, right. she was going along with right. it. I remember Mike did not like it, though. Mike was like, she's doing this just because. Because she has eyes on Mike's seat? No, no, no just because she knows she get, you get the buzz oh, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. He's probably right. But So she does her show now, Bad Signal, correct? There's Will. We had Will on to talk about it. Yes. Bad Signal. yes. The episode was on yesterday. So she talked. She left EEI. Yes. Acrimoniously. It's important to note. Uh, this is going to be physically painful for me. One second. I, I am not going to take the side of WEI. I, can't, I, I, I physically cannot do this. Well, they're now in our lifetime. There have now been four huge departures from Intercom. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Kirkman Hand, mm-hmm. Howie Carr, mm-hmm. Steve Robinson, yep, Courtney Fallon. Yeah, but Jerry Callahan up there. Oh, I forgot about Jerry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, you were right. No, he was he was fired. He didn't leave. He was canceled. <laughs> oh, sorry, <Yeah. laughs> was he Steve? <laughs> was he? I got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this is this is a Kirkman Hand. This is where you say the issue is with Kirkman Hand. I take when people bitch about intercom seriously because. I was actually fucked over. Like, I brought ratings. I was on the show every day. I had mental health. I left. They lied to me. They fucked me over. Like, for real, fucked me over. Played with my fucking brain to fuck me over. You were putting bread on the tables of... Everyone! Everyone! And you saw what happened when I left. The place is collapsed. And it's not written about ever. It should be. I left. The station collapsed. Um, Courtney Fallon could have never been a full-time employee there. It's not possible. There's no way she was a full-time employee there. She wasn't. She just wasn't. So uh, I want to be nice because I'm a nice person. I hate Will, though. So um, there's a lot going on here. But do you, wh- where do you want, what do you want to play here? Why are you going to annoy me? Uh, I think we could go right to the, uh, her, her main gripe okay, about the, uh, the one you texted about. Go ahead. I don't hold back on anything, man. And that's what this podcast is about. And if I'm being lied to... And I'm being disrespected and I'm not saying I'm, oh, I'm not saying I'm, oh, I'm so much disrespect. But at the same time, listen, I went on television, national television on ESPN for um, a, a sideline gig with Major League Lacrosse. And I represented the station. People are like, who is this girl? Where is she from? I am from WEI. Hold on, Boston. hold on, hold on. Steve, I don't want the Carl podcast. One person. I don't, want, I don't want the lunatic raving. What is she fucking talking about? So she was furloughed because of coronavirus. She wasn't a full-time employee at the station. There's no way. She wasn't on every day. I've, I worked there for years. She was not a full-time employee. I'm sure she did part-time stuff, weekend stuff. And they said, right now, I, I cannot believe... You are making me defend fucking WEI. I will not do it. I will not do it. I will not do it. She was she, she, she was on probably once a week. Well, she was furloughed, she says, because of coronavirus. Okay. Which I think is she wasn't getting the calls to do phoners on shows or getting the weekend gigs. So what? Uh, well, it was uh, discrimination. And then in the podcast, she keeps saying Jay-Z. Just say, it's, she's talking about fucking Sarbana. Why? Um, what? It's a podcast. And that fucking idiot producer is like going along with that. Well, meanwhile, he must be like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
man, I feel so bad. I'm not going to name names. Why? Why? Stop. No, nobody knows anything you're talking about. Supposed to be some random football podcast. What if you didn't listen to somebody talk about football? Tell the story. It didn't seem Joe's like Joe's the program story. director, in her mind, fucked her over. Yeah. Just say that. You're talking about how you want to be free and say whatever you want. Then say what you want. They fucked me over. Me. I left. Here's the difference. And all due respect to Courtney and Will and the whole team. I was making a fortune there. I, you know how I got out of there? I went to a Barnes & Noble and rolled around on the fucking floor. It's a little different. I, I was not, you know, I, I, I was the most important person in the city in the radio. And she said, Jay-Z, that's why. Jay-Z, and I'm not going to say anybody's name. Why? Why? What is wrong with people? You're a fucking podcast. Like, what? what, what am I wrong? No, it was a, there might have been an interesting story there, but it just wasn't told at all. It wasn't even told. What is she talking about? Well, she, I think that was to establish her bona fides as a sports reporter. That she's a sideline reporter for lacrosse? Yeah, and then later in the clip. she's representing WEI where? What do you mean representing WEI? What the fuck are you talking about? I think it's right before the blind fencing on. uh, Let me get it though. Go ahead. Continue. This famous rapper, Jay-Z, he was telling you and uh, your friend the same thing. Stop. To have stop, the stop, stop, the- stop, 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 stop. Will, you've, you, you interned for the Kirkman the Hand Show. You know, I know you're stupid. You know, you know how I know he's stupid? Is when I saw this this morning. He went to Cornell, right? Yes. Okay. In the... Uh, where is it here? Let me see. Uh, at the end he writes we close a chilling moment from last week's Rick Fox interview as he reflects on this final M-E-M-O-R-Y apostrophe S with Kobe Bryant that's great it's great I assume he writes those I think that is the job of the producer yes okay I mean I don't want to be that guy but I mean you know he went to Cornell (laughs) just think of it like like I always say, Look, the ha- see, here's the thing. Like I always here's say, like I always say, the, the Harry, who's eight years old, Harry, memory apostrophe yes. Would you say he reflects on his final memory is with Kobe Bryant? Probably not, right? So here's the thing: mm-hmm. when you're trying to get the podcast up really fast, because all the bed signal fans are tweeting at you to get it up as soon I, look, as possible. I, look, I, I, I want them to do well. I, I like Will. I'm, I, well, I hate Will, but you know what I'm saying. Like I don't want. I don't. I'm not. You want I'm, the. You want the. The. Uh, uh, former interns of the show to go off to do. I'm trying to help them out. This yeah. is they're going to get worked up about this, but this is me. This is constructive criticism. Yeah. This is this. You have a program director. The story could have been told much better. It's just go ahead. Keep it's rambling. It's got to hate this. This famous rapper Jay Z. He was telling you and uh, your friend the same thing. To have the audacity in the chutzpah, as we say, okay. to actual <laughs> to actually go over the top and. Just have something as saccharine as saying, oh, my goodness, of course, you are going to be the first person that I call. I promise you that we're going to you're my number one priority. At this point, people are getting laid off left and right. The unemployment rate. I don't care how many numbers Donald Trump. A lot of people don't have jobs. A lot of people don't have jobs. You could say including myself. (laughs) I keep playing. I can't handle it. I keep playing. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not built for this. No. Well, yeah. Me. 
Yeah. You could say both of us aren't employed until we get a sponsor on the show. One or two. One or two. Um, Shut up, Will. I just, I think that's such a brazen move. Especially after the fact that I just, I nailed him. I'm not really one to do that, but I mean, I picked apart his argument. It was just, it blew my mind. It was very emotional. It was really emotional. Can I tell you the truth, Courtney? I don't mean to be an asshole. He probably thinks you suck on the radio. And he didn't want to say it. Like, maybe he's not right. I have no idea. But, you know, and, and you're putting me in this position where I'm defending, I don't want to say anybody's name, but just a guy who runs a radio, who's a program call him Gis. station. Yeah, call him Jis, yes. <clears throat> you know. The other thing, the, I guess my criticism is we don't know what the conflict was. We don't know what the conversation was. We don't know, like, what, what did he say to you? What did you say to him? Also, yeah, you're also a part, you're not an employee. Like, this is not, like, people have jobs or shows. You don't, it's, I don't know, it just sounds weak. Go ahead. I swear to you, this was how I envisioned it during the summer. You envisioned me being your producer? Oh, you already know. absolutely, man. I said, I want this unruly hair, cigarette smoking, bong water smelling producer to be running my show. Accurate. Accurate. I'm happy that I left. I'm happy I'm doing my own thing because um, I don't know. I just feel like once I close that door... The stress and the anxiety of wondering around every corner and every turn. Hey, am I going to be back in studio? Hey, am I actually going to matter to anyone? I don't mean to be, again, I don't mean to be a dick, but she was like a part. She was on like with Mud for an hour and then did a show with Craig Hill on the weekends, right? Yeah. So I, she wasn't on the stage. Like, I, I, I get terror. This is a me issue. Go ahead. Uh, Several years ago, back during the Tom Hartman days, I submitted a piece of investigative reporting to National Review Online. Sure. I'm glad I left. I closed the door. <laughs> yeah, I closed close the door. door. Yeah, a couple of years after I submitted that piece and they published it. I'm glad. I'm, again, I'm glad I'm I left. I'm sure she's a very yeah. nice person. I just don't, I'm confused. But go ahead. I'm just confused. I'm confused. Uh, I mean, there's. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. No, keep going. The opinions of myself and like my opinions of sports, like I really couldn't give a shit who likes me and who doesn't, tr- to be honest. Ooh. If people think I'm obnoxious, that's great. Um, I don't know. Does that matter? It might. I mean, EEI has a tendency to. Uh, censor some of the content that's on there i mean it's amazing is like <laughs> stop like he's talking about me <laughs> yes it's fucking bizarre like they might as well be on ei you know what i'm saying yeah like what i don't like, like they're self-censoring yeah, me me like the, she has it he's there because of me like everyone listening to that is like me like i'm baffled by this say my name motherfucker <laughs> like i don't under like am i, am I wrong like i don't <laughs> Shit like this makes me nuts. Nuts. Like, I don't like, wow. You know what? Part of it might be that she's trying to keep the door open to a return to EEI if that phone does ring. Well, after that bridge burning rant, I forget it. <laughs> that makes me look like, forget it. It makes me look like, you know. Is it just me or is there a little romantic tension in the air on this podcast too? <laughs> with us or with Will and uh... <laughs> Oh, both. <laughs> uh, yeah. We recorded that clip the first day that we created this studio. We were in studio. We did. Of course. Listen, I was a little ramped up there. Totally. I was going to say something else. I was going to re-record something. And I was just like, you know what? That just came straight from the heart. You know when you just get in a fight with yeah. your mom or your sister or your best friend? And that's when the ideas are fresh and they're passionate. What? <laughs> Keep playing this. What? Well, then it goes into the, the lacrosse cut. Then she starts shitting oh. on. Uh, then she starts shitting on uh, Mustard and Johnson and uh, Patrick Gilroy. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fine. And then she made fun the previous thing. She made fun of like Greg Dickerson, who's a wonderful guy. She said he was about to go into rehab or something. I like. I was like, oh, I, Greg's had a lot of mental issues. I mean, I, I, who, do you know who Steve Lyons is? No idea. N- old dude. Do you know who Greg Dickerson is? Never heard of him. Wash the fuck up. Yeah. He was the Celtics guy maybe in the mid-2000s. The guy literally looks like he is five steps away from rehab. Well, good thing it's radio. Exactly. See, Stop. <laughs> Boy, you can't beat that, that that chemistry. I like Greg. He's a good guy. He's, you know, loud voice radio kind of Johnny, but he's gone through a lot of stuff. I, I like Greg, but uh, I mean, she's taking some shots, I guess, but I don't like this seems it's just I don't know. It's fucking bizarre, but good for Will. It sounds like it's going well. I hope they do well. I'm sure. I don't know. Like I said, I have no personal animosity with either one of them, but it just felt like a very strange, weird rant. Anytime anybody goes to the EI, I'm like, you got me. I'm going to listen to it. But I'm like, do you have a problem with them? Like, what's the problem? Yeah, it seems like that wasn't clearly enunciated. Yeah, like I think Joey probably didn't think she was any good in the air. Like, you, you, congrats. Like, there's also, you, you know, claim to be like this veteran in the business or something, and like you find out that like a program director lied to you. Like, they fucking lie to everybody, they lie to yeah, everybody. That's true. Uh, there's also like a world historic downturn in the economy that is uniquely affecting the radio business. I would say so, at a time in history know. where they're not looking that. Yeah. But boy, it's good to have will there, isn't it? I think, he, a, I think he's carrying it. Brings a real, real perspective to it. Jesus. What else is going on? I ah, fucking stuff like that. I got, go ahead. Uh, I got a good rant to play for you. Oh, okay. um, so there's uh, uh, up in Alaska, there's a controversy because there's a, uh, uh, I think the, there's a mayor, Ethan Berkowitz. He's the mayor of Anchorage. Okay. Uh, but apparently he had an affair a couple of years ago or a text, a text message, a salty text message based relationship Ooh, okay. with a news reporter uh, named oh, a news reporter. Yeah. Named Ooh. Maria Athens. Okay. And uh, she oh, he resigned, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the entire thing is headed south now, but Maria Athens left him a, uh, a voicemail that is one of the ultimate, do you know who I am moments <sighs> ever to, after like after everything starts going south. So this, this just came to light like yesterday or day before. I mean, what? What is she doing? Is a news reporter doing this, you know? Just in this relationship with this guy. Yeah, I think you need to hear the voicemail message okay. and you'll know exactly what's going oh, on. Okay, go ahead. Ethan, it's Maria Athens from Fox ABC, CW, Newsnet, National Alaska. Uh, I just learned from my uh, Emmy award-winning journalism, you're also a pedophile in, like, little girls and children. And there's a website. I'm so fucking exposing you. I'm going to get an Emmy. So you either turn yourself in kill yourself or do what you need to do. I will personally kill you and Mark Kimmel, my goddamn self, you Jewish piece of living fucking shit. You have met your match, motherfucker. You have met your motherfucking match. I can't believe I am such a good person and thought I loved you. I fucking hate, I don't even hate you. I will pray for your Zionist Fucking ass, you piece of shit loser. And I'm putting this on the news tonight. Bye. You are? You motherfucker. You should, but I've watched that show every night. It's just, it's just like every 10 seconds, it just gets like a little bit crazier and a little <laughs> bit crazier and a little bit. Yeah, she did. She threatened. If he doesn't kill himself. she's. I'm looking at her. She looks kind of crazy. She does have that, uh, that look in her eyes. She does. I like her. I, I suspect she's out of a job right now. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be working in the news business for a while. Uh, I don't know. She, there, there's, so what? You might find a podcast that I like. Her. The Proud Boys. <laughs> I, you should get her on. I would have her on. Uh, and look, I'm reading stories here. Is there any proof? 
Did he? Uh, well, is I a mean, pedophile? Uh, no, not that I've seen. Okay. I will kill you, my goddamn self, you piece of living fucking shit. I just the, the best thing for me is <laughs> I'm such I a have discovered I have discovered through my Emmy award winning journalism She's gonna get that too. you are a pedophile. <laughs> I like she said I can't believe it. I'm such a good person. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Holy fuck, that's wild. Isn't that a great rant? <laughs> so what what happens to her about the threatening to kill him? Uh, that I would assume she gets if he wants to can press charges against her. I'm guessing he just wants to get the fuck out. Of, you know. Yeah. I mean, with a news reporter? Oh, inappropriate relationship with a TV reporter who was arrested. Oh, okay. After yeah, that makes sense. Three days after she was made online allegations. So she was arrested for that. Okay. Yeah. She claimed she would break a story that Berkowitz posted nude photos to a website. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's with the pedophile part? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, it's one of those uh, voicemail messages. That so she was really, arrested really for escalates. trespassing the television studio uh, after being yeah, sure yeah. she did not return there. No, she was trying to break the story. She allegedly accosted the station manager, <laughs> who documents identify as her boyfriend. <laughs> what tangled webs we weave. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow! This is wild. Uh, he's also... Some, some great shit for Alaska. No shit. Jesus. How did I miss this? How did I miss this story? I got to read this. Yeah, you're too, too busy watching the confirmation hearings. I was watching some of the confirmation hearings where it's just a case of everyone trying to pin, you know, the, the Republicans kiss her ass and the Democrats try and make her look bad. In every question she answers, which I have no problem with, if they give you this absurd hy- hypothetical, she's like, well, if this happened, like they want her to be like, What's your, what would your ruling on this be? She'd be like, well, I'd have to study it and talk to my clerks and look at history and think about it and then write something. No, 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 no. What would you respond? I don't know. You're asking me right now how I would rule on this hypothetical case. It's stupid. Yes. And, and she thinks like a lawyer and a judge. They don't think like that. And it's it's like a it's a rule of like being a judge that you don't prejudge cases until you of course, know all the facts. Why that's would like, you? Yeah, right, exactly. She would, she would be a, to answer those questions would disqualify her, disqualify her from being a judge. Yeah. And Elena Kagan and Sotomayor did the same thing. And the stories were, you know, principled Kagan offers few details or something. You're so great. If she, if, if uh, Barrett responded like that reported it to, <laughs> to Kamala Harris today, you fucking piece of shit. I'm the fuck kill you. <laughs> Harris, Harris, though, should, should still should still pass all the republicans still vote for her. yeah the, do whatever she wants it doesn't matter the whole thing's pretend i, I, I don't even think harris uh asked a question no it was like a it, it was just it was a monologue it was a campaign yeah, yeah. thing hmm. what else that's a great rant oh uh well we've got another another blow up i don't know if you were watching cnn last night for uh nancy pelosi's segment oh, oh with wolf well it wasn't even last night I think it was two day, two nights ago, right? Or yesterday during the day? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Wolf has a show during the day. Wolf Blitzer um, is about as liberal as a human being can be. Yes, I mean, like so, if Milk Toast turned into a CNN uh, right. anchor, it would be Wolf. Wolf's, Wolf's had a long run. Nancy Pelosi's on yesterday. Those teeth are clacking away, and she has this like. This, there's nobody who has a sense of entitlement like Nancy Pelosi. No, not and at all. I look at the. Is is somebody who has no. Real affiliation. I look at this and say, how is this woman voted? I understand how she's elected to to, to to her seat, 
But how do these people st- have her as their leader of this of this fucking money, group? money, money, money? I guess. But she's, she's been she's been electing Republicans since oh. before the Tea Party. Yeah, I mean, I, like the Republicans don't want her out of office. She's a very good villain to run. Wouldn't against. you say she's good business? I think that she's her reputation as being like a legislative mastermind is a little bit overrated. I mean, she's I think she's she has some she's made some good tactical and strategic moves in the past but she's very easy to run against because yeah. she's just a caricature of a out of touch <clears throat> uh you know west coast liberal with her fucking twenty thousand dollar refrigerator filled with uh, yeah, all these fifteen dollar right. ice cream and everything i remember reading that for the first time i started really reading about politics was how democrats in some ways didn't want strom thurman out of office of course yeah because they were like oh we can we can run against like we can send out fly back then send out flyers and ads and pieces and this is you know that's it's good business mm-hmm. you know but yeah so she was on with wolf yesterday and she so the, she, the issue is she doesn't like being questioned yeah the issue is whether they're going to pass another running another run of uh stimulus money. Right, 1.8 we, are, versus um yeah so i mean that you could see the 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 incentives are pretty clear. Do you, do Democrats want everyone in America getting another check in the mail that says, you know, here's here's twelve hundred bucks. Love Donald Trump. Right. You know, because when it gets right down to it, the American people are pretty simple when it comes well, to their voting their, preferences. Yeah, right. So Democrats don't want that to come out. It would also buoy uh, Wall Street, which would be good for Bowie. Don- Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Bowie. Bowie Wall Street. You say it Bowie? Boost, it would boost Wall Street. What are we trying to you? OK, go ahead. And uh, so Nancy Pelosi, I don't think, wants any package passed whatsoever. No, of course not. So she's trying to say, well, the, you, you're offering $1.8 trillion, but I want $4 trillion, and, and then you have and to do Wolf, this. And Wolf, to his that, credit, is legitimately, right. And Wolf, to his credit, is legitimately saying, geez, do you think this is really the time in history to, like, these, you know, there are families yeah. who need this money. He said, you know, it's, it might not be what you want, but why don't we just kick some money out right. the door so that we don't have starving children Well, and the speaker lives. does not like hearing that. But again, you've been on JAG defending the administration all this time with no knowledge of the difference between our two bills. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that to you in person. All right. Madam Speaker, these are, these are incredibly difficult times right now. Uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. No, we'll leave us. it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf. And I hate <laughs> this but I feel confident about it. And I feel confident about my colleagues. And I feel confidence in my chairs. It's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent. Boy, Wolfie. And we represent them. And we represent them. Getting and by we represent these them. long food and lines we represent that we're seeing. Them. I know we you know are. Them. I'm, I'm just we saying. We represent them and we know them. As we, we say. We know them. We represent them. Don't let yes. the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say It is here nowhere in near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right. Let's see what happens, because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food. Begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you Have so you much. Have you said them? We feed them. We feed them. <laughs> we'll this conversation down the road for sure. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We feed that fridge of yours, Nancy. That's, that's the creepiest thing for me is in Nancy Pelosi's mind, we feed them. Yeah, we of course. feed them. We like, feed them. Like yeah. the Democrat machine is responsible for feeding the American that's what she people. Thinks. That's like, what that's, she thinks. That's such a fucking twisted logic, too. And I like the good business for. Her. I like them both trying to out liberal each other. <laughs> like they care more. It's like, like it's like I, a, see, a, I see them from my fucking you know my Manhattan apartment right. down on the street begging for money. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm in California and I fucking feed them. You know. <laughs> well, it's like that time. Who, you know, who, when was the last time you prayed? Up oh, five minutes ago. I just prayed. Yeah. <laughs> no. When was the last time you cried? <laughs> cried. 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 It's unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll take a few calls and get out of here. If that's okay with you, Steve, unless you're missing any of the stories. Here. Uh, yeah, I can give you uh, a little bit of Don Lemon and... Uh, you're into this today. Yeah, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo had an interesting segment. Oh, God. Two lunatics. Just go with me. Please. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. You got to put your wrist fist higher so they can okay. see it. Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. What are they doing here? Mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, I guess? Mm-hmm. But he also had we've like... Survived, we've survived six months, eight months. We can survive six hours in line. I don't care how long it takes. It's true. So I guess the entire segment was about how you need to man up and stick in line for a long time to vote, Jesus. even if it takes too long. Brothers are murdered. I know, exactly. <laughs> with a new book out, by the way. Brothers should be in jail, honestly. He's yeah. lying again. He's still going with the, the, the fabrication that he never made the directive to put COVID pause. Well, who's going to press him on that? Nobody. We'll ask for him to promote the book here, right? We will, yeah. Good. All right. Oh, well, thank God for uh, CBD roll-on from Omax Health. For my hip, my knee, my ankle, my whole right side's a disaster. I can run now thanks to omaxhealth.com. You enter my name, Kirk, you get 20% off CryoFreeze site-wide. You have that roll-on, non-prescription triple, triple action pain relief, uh, specially formulated to block pain, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part, 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works as magic within 10 minutes of application. Relief lasts up to eight hours. I put it on right now. Means I'm good till like till tonight. And you know, you can't beat that. Much longer than over-the-counter products. You go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Kirk, you get 20% off cryo freeze, the roll-on, and site-wide. It's a real deal. Omaxhealth.com. Enter my name, Kirk. You get 20% off and make yourself feel better for runs or walks or whether you're working or anything. Uh do that, please. All right. Uh we have a new abortion sound effect. Well, don't play it. Don't surprise me when we get a bad call, okay? Okay. All right. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about that. <clears throat> That's what somebody tweeted out. That was a long sniff I took yesterday. That was a long sniff. So when do we, when does when does Barrett get uh, confirmed officially? Uh, so I mean, barring any n- more bouts bouts of uh, coronavirus, mm-hmm. I would say uh, before the end of October, because this the. Uh, Traditionally, the Judiciary Committee has to pass the recommendation and then they have a full vote. So it all just depends on after. I mean, that happens this weekend. And then however long it's going to take them to get all of the Republican senators on the floor. So because of like, yeah, they've all yeah, like Tom Tillis will have his uh, campaign schedule. Right. You know, Susan Collins will have her campaign schedule. They've all got to figure out when they can all be in D.C. at the same time. Yeah. Which is nuts. They should just have remote voting at this it's point. So in time. stupid and antiquated and dumb. True. I mean, they should do it today. Just be done. No, they shouldn't have even had the uh, the judiciary hearings. They, they that's not in the constitution. That's by tradition that they have those. So they could yeah. have skipped them. But right, they loaded up. They're loaded up. I will take a few and get out of here. We got a very, very very busy day after this, Steve. Hello, you're first on the Kirk Minahan show. Hello, Kirk. Yes, what's up, Kirk? This is your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How are you? I'm fine, Jesus. Oh. No, this is gonna put Steve to a test here in a minute potentially. But go ahead. Well, that's actually one of the reasons why I'm calling. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of things I want to say to Steve. But first, uh, you said you wanted uh, someone to call when they're at an abortion clinic. Uh-huh. Well, here I am. You're an abortion clinic, Jesus. Protesting, I would assume. That, uh, well, no, not exactly, uh, Steve. This, uh, no. Oh, it, Jesus. It Jesus, what did you do? Well, who is she? What happened? Is this Mary Magdalene again? <laughs> what happened? Uh, she was... Well, well, you know, my my dad, he could get away with this whole uh, Holy Spirit sure. impregnated you right. from, mm-hmm. but uh, that, 
that doesn't exactly work nowadays. And uh, I've been mm. on a hook for you know quite a few of these. No so. pun intended. What do you? What do you? So who? Who? Who's the girl? What happened? Oh, she was just some liberal. <laughs> she was some liberal. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know that they'll be good for an abortion if it doesn't work <laughs> that's out. That's true, so. Jesus. That's smart. So, Jesus, you asked them before. Uh, well, no. No, but I, I just, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know things, Kirk. Okay. Well, good to talk to you, Jesus. Thanks. Jesus survived, Steve. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not going to abort Jesus if he's already had an abortion clinic. I mean, there are a lot of people who think that Jesus had a, had a sexual relation with Mary Magdalene. And there's a uh, lot of religious scholars who have written that. That's true. Yes, Dan Brown was a very successful that's, author. Well, that's true. But I mean, that's not, you know, there are people who believe that. Do you believe that? Uh, I do not know. You don't think he was hitting the skins with Mary Magdalene? I do not. I think the uh, the book of Thomas is apocryphal. Well, wrong. I think he was getting it done. Why not? Took the sandals off. He had abs. He had more important stuff. Some stress relief. Curing blindness and stuff. That's true. I can't come back now. Maybe someone doesn't deserve it. <laughs> or maybe somebody's praying every night that he doesn't come back and do it. Just I found the power of religion. <laughs> <laughs> power of prayer. Please, God. Oh, all right. They're loaded up. They are. All right. Hello. Good Eight, morning. 845, you're up. Good morning, Kirk. How are you? I'm doing fine. A few things. One, remember when you came back, you called Kelleher, and you told him that you were going to end up making up your fake account? Because oh, he accused you of doing Yes, I've not done that yet. As far as you know. All right. <laughs> yes. And uh, the second thing, you know, just to criticize all these Minna fans out there that are complaining that Steve has some sort of special line. Dude, as soon as the tweet comes out, I call in, and I'm no one. I'm just uh, your casual listener. Mm-hmm. So it's so fucking annoying that all these people, oh, Steve's got a special line. No, he doesn't. Just be fucking quick on it and call in. There you go. Thank you. All right, man. Hold on the line. I'll give you the special line after this. There you go. <laughs> so wit. I mean, you see some people who call 340 times they can't get through. And then you see, see people, who get, they call through the first. It's just luck. You got to beat the power of persistence, right? Correct. How do you get to Carnegie Hall, Steve? Drive. Practice. No. I suppose you would drive as well or take the train. Forget it. Hello. Hey, I got a quick question on the uh, show account Twitter. Yes, the link KirkMinahanShow.com. Uh-huh. How come when you click on it, it goes to nothing? Yeah, I've been working on this. I think GoDaddy something something's fucked up with it, and GoDaddy isn't getting back to me. The the registrar for the web oh. domain, but yeah, we're we're trying to work on it. All right, thanks. All right. See you. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if someone is uh, is fucking with us or what. But probably. Yeah, it's broken. <clears throat> That's probably true. All right, they load it up. They are loaded up. Hello. Hey, Kirk. Uh, you were raised Catholic. I was raised super Catholic as well. I was wondering at what age did you, were you kind of out on it? Like, was it right away? Or uh, yeah, I mean, you know the problem, you know, one of the biggest issues is church is so boring that I willed myself to not believe in God, I think. I just hated the, I was so bored <laughs> at church. You'd go there, you know, my, my parents were like, they would be on again, off again. They'd get very into it, would go for a couple months and not go and then go. It would be that noon one on Sunday, and you'd sit there, and you'd look, and you'd, you'd be like, it's 12.26 or something. You're just kind of waiting. I would have like, um, uh, uh, what is the part in the middle where he's like, um, uh, let us give thanks for the Lord and God is right to give him thanks and praise. I, I, at that point, I was kind of like, all right, we're at the midway point. Then we got to kill some time. <laughs> then when we get to, my mom and dad would make us stay all the way till even when they were done singing after the fucking 
Eucharist, or the Eucharist, <laughs> the Eucharist, I should say. And then, you know, you have to wait. And it's like, and for me, when we were driving, there was always the end of uh, Casey Kasem's American Top 40. So sometimes I wouldn't hear the number one song on Sundays. I'd be all pissed off. <laughs> now, sometimes it was football. And you have to, you know, you have to hustle to get back to the fucking watch the game. Or your friends were doing something and it just sucked. It fucking sucked. I hated church. Church sucks. So that's another thing. When when did you uh, get out on football if you were interested in it at that point? Uh, I just bored by it. How long into your life? No, I mean I was into it. But by the time I was at the end of the year, I was kind of done with it. You know, I've seen. Thanks for the call. I've seen enough. I don't know. I've seen enough football games at this point. If it's great, you know, I don't know if I, did, did people like it. I totally get it. But oh, the Catholic Church is so fucking boring. Maybe you would have liked it better if it was small town Baptist. Uh, I think I would have guitars. And yeah, drums. A dancing around. And I could see you. I could see you being a member of a worship band. I suppose maybe, but it's just so serious too. And everything. It's an infomercial. Everything. They give the, om- the you know the speech, the homily, or the whatever they call it. The you know, which just be about how Jesus ties into everything. You're just like, do you have any like you know, do you have anything interesting to say? Anything new? Like, I'd rather have the priest talk about what his well, life think, is like. I think that p- part of it is that it is old. It's, yeah, it's but old wisdom. Because some priest who, you know, is telling me about, it's like, this guy hasn't lived a real life. You know? Through him with him in, the in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Are they still loaded up? They're still loaded up. All honor go forever and ever. Yes, hello. Uh, don't want to interrupt your singing. What's up? Uh, so I just went to the dentist for the first time in like six years. I figured my mouth was going to be an absolute disaster. How'd you do? And there was, there was no issues. Nice. So like how often do you guys go? I think there's every six month thing. Yeah. Is a load of horse for the birds, birds, you think? I think it's like once a year, yeah. right? Yeah. I go maybe twice a year, but yeah. I just like how clean no, it feels when you get out. Yeah. That's all, you know? Yeah. Fight no, against the man, man. No, thank you. Oh, congratulations. Fight against the man. Dentists are fake. No dentists. <clears throat> well, good for him. I mean, you brush your teeth, make sure you floss, you know. Do the best you can. That's all I can say. Hello. Charmaine, the tickets were cops. Tony is a labor leader. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Listen, uh, if you may, we'll get back to Arthur Bucco next week. A caller from Monday's show gave me an itch I'd like to scratch. May I have the floor? Uh, okay, yes, one second. Steve, how do you feel about Sopranos guy breaking character here and, and talking? Not a fan. But okay. the, the, again, the thing is, I met him in I met him in uh, Saco. So the blue was popped at that point? Hasn't been the sense. All Same right. sense. Go ahead. Yeah, the floor is yours, Sopranos guy. You call yourself a man? You know you're a lying, low-life, motherfucking, gambling, degenerate prick. You know that's what you are? Two small kids at home? I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries, put the heat on? You know your wife called Frankie and told him the fucking heat's off? Hey, <laughs> and you didn't gamble that fucking money and you stand there and tell me that? Oh, no? No, you didn't? Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You want to embarrass me and make a fool out of me? You didn't gamble? Tell me you gambled the fucking money. I'll give you the fucking money to put the fucking heat on. Did you gamble? Hey, <laughs> Fucking degenerate, yeah. Fucking kids at home. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Let me find out you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. Okay. Well, th- that, that was a bo- that was the point you wanted to make. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> okay. There you go. We didn't break character. Thank God. All right. Hello. Hey, Kirk. <laughs> I think you need to go to Andy Nolan's church because uh, they're doing something right. 
Well, I mean, look, he's every day. He's there every still. Every, every I, I still think as of now, I haven't talked to him last week or so, but every single day he goes, even during this, he goes to church every morning. The pattern, the problem is, though, you can't be that regular. You can't develop habits like that because of your it's enemies. too late. What do you mean? If, you, if, you're, if your enemies know that you're at church every single day, they know when to get you. Oh, you mean like blow up my car or something? Yeah, the only oh. habit you need is not keeping habits. You know what I'm saying? We have them here every day. Everyone knows where this is. It's <laughs> a problem. I didn't know if they're handing out bologna with the Eucharist there. He does like his bologna. What's going on? Um, well, first off, I don't want uh, Steve to have any excuses. I'm just following up. I did email him his uh, Barstool blogger bio. So oh, yes. Just want, want this, that is out there. this is Ziggy. This is Ziggy. Yes. Okay. You didn't do really a great job with it, Ziggy. Oh, I, Jesus. I thought I, I was expecting a little bit more effort, but so this is this well, is Ziggy's this is Ziggy's. Uh, uh, oh, hold on, Ziggy. Let me hear bio. it, Steve. Go ahead. Executive producer of the Kirk Minahan Show, poet laureate for the Pusinian Society, rush lunch enthusiast, ice fishing novice, connoisseur of meatball subs, known liar. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not. That's I was expecting not. Something a little bit more expansive, but that's he not, went. He went with the low effort. What did you want? A novel? That's not bad. That's not bad. I think the people will enjoy it once it's up on the site. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got Ziggy. Anything you want to ask uh, Steve so, or I? Uh, yeah, I did actually. I'm assuming you guys saw that John McCain's mom passed away. We did. We didn't cover that. 108 years old. Yeah. Who are we going to mention next on the show? What's that? Who are we going to randomly mention next on the show? Did we mention her? Yeah, we did. Oh, like a couple shows before. Oh, jeez. Hi, um, Bob Murchison. Steve, how's I, he doing? Would... <laughs> everything, everything okay? How's Mike doing? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Ziggy. Uh, I was wondering if Steve, uh, if he voted in the 2008 election. In 2008, yeah, I think I voted for uh, McCain. Yeah, so did you, do you think you Maybe. would say you agreed with his fiscal and social policies at the time? Uh, yeah, I mean, you've probably got an op-ed I wrote for the Bowdoin Orient that MHB <laughs> tweeted out, you know, seven oh, or eight he? months ago. I mean, it's fine. Like, do do MHB's so, regurgitation. Just, I'm just asking, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> Well, if you voted for him, I, I, I presume I, I presume you you agree with some of his policies, though. Uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't agree with uh, Obama's policies for sure. Well, go ahead, go well, ahead. You, you actually wrote that your social <laughs> beliefs were most similar to Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, yeah, at the time, at the time, I was uh, trying to trying to peacefully coexist on a very liberal college campus for sure. I've definitely become but, more but I conservative your whole thing in that regard. Voting was to kind of go against the grain and be this martyred conservative. Um. Yeah, I was just a college kid. I like to drink and okay. write for the Bowdoin Orient. So would you say you've always been a lib, or were you more like a rhino from the start? Uh, I think I've pretty much always been a conservative. Oh, you're, you're, guess, you're, 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 not, you're not a conservative anymore. He's, he's picking up on the, the joke that you're trying to do. No joke. No, 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 no joke. You've abandoned your party. You've, guess, aband- I mean, you've I, abandoned your party. I guess the, the great thing about being you, a conservative is I don't have to care what anyone else thinks oh, I can about tell my you, own political uh, I can tell you don't for sure, but you have, you have abandoned your party. The Republican Party, for sure. Yes, yeah, you bailed. You bailed on them. Yes, I bailed on the you Republican drive, Party because they looking are not. At, you're looking at Subarus enough. now. You're going to these marches. But again, you're, 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 the car you drive has no bearing on your political beliefs. It's who you are, though. Now you've become. I I think in five years you're going to be a liberal. Okay. You're getting sucked into your own disease. Your, your, your disease is oh, your disease is sucking you in. Go ahead, Ziggy. I like this because it pisses well, Steve he's, off. He's flip flop before because you you wrote that you were a pro choice conservative at the time i was so when i was yeah Jesus very, on well, you can change your mind on that okay, I mean, yeah very very early in call i think when i i was pretty much a liberal atheist when i graduated from high school and i became more conservative well ziggy do you years. think sorry steve ziggy do you think that 
somebody should be locked into their beliefs as an 18 or 19 year old. No, 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 that's my point. He's, he's flipped one. So what's to say he's not going to flip back again. Oh, oh, there you go. You got me now, Ziggy. Well, you might Fucking master. Well, you might crawled right into that web, <laughs> but you might though. No, yeah, it's possible. You could change your mind at some point oh, yeah. in the future. Just, just asking the question, Steve. Anything else? Ziggy? Um, yeah, real quick. Chris, sure. What's the uh, game plan for next Friday? The game plan for next Friday. October 23rd. Release of... What, Bruce? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that when I was, you know, I always think of records being released on Tuesdays. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll download it right away. I won't get this. My days of getting the CDs are gone. That ended with... Do you even have a CD player? No. That ended with... Uh, I may be able to play it like on my laptops or something. Maybe. Yeah, but when the cars stopped carrying CD yeah. players. No, I know, but, but you always wanted to have it just to have it, you know, in your mind. Um, and I'll, I mean... I already know a bunch of the songs anyway because they're kind of a couple of them he's you know he's done before, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you know, Ghost is great. Okay. I, I'm optimistic. I'm I am optimistic. Okay, I'm I'm pretty free for the day. So if you want to pick me up, we could sure. drive around and listen together. Would you um, like to do that? Steve has my contact info, so okay, that would, that would work for me. I'll, S- yeah. Subway for lunch. Sure. Right. Why not? Sounds good. Meatball, right. meatball sub. All right, Ziggy. See you. Steve's ombudsman, really in the middle fan world. I would say so. Yeah. Who you don't like? You hate him, right? Well, I you hate you, him. I wish you would have something more than what, Yeah, like MHB after the poetry stuff went through all of the Orient columns, and it's just he's kind of like regurgitating old. old so he's a poor man's MHB. Yeah. Okay. He's a thin man's MHB. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hello. Yes, M- Mr. Manhattan. Good morning. M- uh, good morning. One second. We're loaded up, I assume. Yes. MHB bailed on the world too, huh? With, with DEC, they just went away together. I guess so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen much from him. That's all right. What's going on? Mr. Manhattan, it's Larry Lugnut Jr. over at the Mercedes dealership. How are you today? Larry, I'm doing fine. Thank you. I just wanted to call and make sure everything is, is okay with the car, Cope Aesthetic. Uh, Everything's I hope, fine. Uh, and I wanted to apologize for the length of time it took to get that, that vehicle back to you. Uh, see, the dealership has partnered with a, with a group of visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And they, they were actually right. assisting... They were actually assisting on on the uh, the fixing of your vehicle, uh, and Larry. That would that would trouble that, with one. The only issue, Larry, is that would explain why the steering wheel is in the back seat right now. That was that's an issue. Uh, well, you know, sir, we, we we were a bit distracted. There was a gentleman there that was a quite bit older than the rest of the group, right, right. Uh, and he kept he kept messing around with the brake lines. Uh, oh, we needed, geez, to, we needed to we need we needed to make sure that we, we we kept a close eye on him. No pun intended, of course. Sure, no, uh, I understand, but you know. Just yeah, yeah, no. Just wanted to call and make sure everything is is well, and uh, we're we're glad to have you back. Well, thank uh, you, Larry. And uh, if I may say, uh, those Jeep assholes can go fuck themselves. You know. All right, Larry. Fine. I mean, I don't. You know, think that's necessary. Tense is somebody in the car right now. Do you think they give it a day in the, or do you think somebody's in that car right now? I think somebody's in the car right now. It's just a cruel. It's like, it's like prostitution really isn't it just get another ass in the seat right mm-hmm. that is rough somebody in there have some 300 pound unshowered oof. doesn't even appreciate it nope. see that's better though i i don't want i don't want somebody having fun with it but the wind the beautiful day today the the window down wind whipping through their hair yeah, loving they, it. that then it'd be more like emotional cheating on you that's what i'm saying like yeah. i want i want some asshole miserable guy with just won't respect Big mac it. yeah yes i want to treat like shit I will say that my car is in perfect. Like my car is in great shape now. In a weird way, Blinker guy hooked me up. Really? Well, yeah, because I mean, it's you know they they did a, b- a couple of other things. Well, well without the- Blinker guy, you would never have found Jeep. <clears throat> I know, but was it better to have loved it than to have never known it at all? I think so. 
I think you'll have that little space in your heart where you're fond. There's something about the longing for something you've lost that makes the human experience. It's almost like, you probably seen this it's almost like Bridges of Madison County in a way, too, where it was just this brief, torrid relationship, and now it's just gone. Just so much passion. So much Oh, my God. So much passion. And now somebody's in the car. And like I said, I really hope it's not somebody somebody laughing and smiling and playing music and the window down and just fist in the air. That would annoy me. Hello. Hello, Kirk. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, so looking for a little life advice. Hello. I got engaged over the weekend. Okay. Um, oh, when, so, when, when, so, what, 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 one, one moment. One moment. One moment. One moment. Sure. You got engaged over the weekend. Yes. You didn't go to BlueNile.com. I did. I had the foresight. You did? Oh, good. Well, thank you very much. BlueNile.com. One second. What's your name? Uh, Colin. Colin had the foresight to go to BlueNile.com. Uh, the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples, Steve, create their perfect engagement ring. Almost 170,000 ratings. You personally, you make the, you, you pick up the ring uh, and they craft it. You shape it, everything. You have an interactive uh, relationship with this person the whole way. Uh, they have the simple online tools that you choose, the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Their bench jewels will then build your perfect ring. Each one is one of a kind. So if you're a minute fan out there right now looking to engaged or Christmas, like Steve said, or a birthday or an anniversary, any kind of celebration, go to BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler, to get that done. Uh, uh, trusted, no-pressure online jeweler to help you celebrate. BlueNile.com. Uh, and you use my name, Kirk. Oh, no, I beg your pardon. The code is 30 days, 30, 30 days. Uh, and you get 50% off your first purchase over $500. Three zero days is the code. When you go to BlueNile.com, let them know the Kirkman Hand Show sent you there. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Call and guide. I'll give you some advice. Continue. Sure. Uh, so um, something to do with uh, one of your enemies a little bit. Um so my girlfriend, uh, she or now fiance, uh-huh. in her wedding party, she wants to have Bob Beers' daughter, and I said Who? That he needs to disavow Dale Bob Beers. I like, I like. He's an awesome guy, by the way. Yeah. So awesome I said guy. he still needs to disavow Dale Arnold to be mm-hmm. in the wedding party. I would agree with that. I was just looking. For oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever met him? Okay. Bob Beers. He's the Bruins guy. Ninety-eight-five. No. He's an awesome. He's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. I don't love horror movies. They scare me. But I would say, yeah, this is not advice. This is, I mean, I don't know if Bob has to do it, but certainly the, 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 the if the daughter's going to be the wedding party, she'll have to do it, right? She has already done so, but I said I think it would only be fair if he did it on Bruins TV. Will you invite Bob to the um, wedding or no? Uh, so we're kind of, we made preliminary lists in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fam- like family of, uh, you know, even yeah. bridesmaids and groomsmen. Might be tight because um, we both have kind of larger families. Okay. Um, so maybe, uh, okay. maybe. Granted, this wedding's going to uh, take place in 2027. Yes, so sure. Yeah, might not even be alive. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be for a while. Would you, would, you, would you be willing to but, invite Steve Robinson, who loves to attend all weddings, and he's kind of a wedding star? Uh, Steve's always invited. Okay. Um, okay. No Subaru's allowed, though. Yeah, well, I understand. Um, what else? Anywho, uh, so... For my bachelor party, that probably won't take place forever, sure. too. Uh, we would like to do a golfing trip. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, have you ever been on like you know like a bachelor party golfing trip? Because uh, we looked online, there's not like a lot of good recommendations. I know like you know Pinehurst is a huge resort and stuff, yeah. um, but I know you love golf and just didn't know if you've ever been to like you know one or two. Good, I mean, know, I, yeah, Hilton, Hilton Head, I did. You know, one out in Ohio. I mean, I, not a lot. I mean, you know, thanks for the call. Yeah, I would say. 
Yeah, look around. You'll find. I mean, you don't have to look for like a specific. Just go go find a nice course at the hotel around there and play for three or four days. It's not that hard. Go to Turnberry in Scotland. You could do that. I'm sure that'll be easy to do now. Yes. All right. They're still loaded up, Steve? They're still loaded up, Kirk. Hello. What do you want? Hey, Kirk. Hey. I was just calling. Have you? Are you up to date with Little People Big World yet? Yes, uh, as a matter of fact. Well, I am an episode uh, behind... Uh, I am two episodes in. Yes, Little People, Big World. I am so anti-Amy Roloff right now. My hatred for Amy Roloff, is, it's irrational at this point how much I hate this woman. I can't stand her either. Um, she reminds me of Blind Mike so much with the procrastinating. Oh, my God. Like, she's known she's had to move out of this house forever. You're so right. She's Jesus, the light's off forever. of my head. That's exactly it. I'm projecting it to her. And by the way, she is married to, I will put him in the uh, Mike Pence school is all I'm going to say. Chris? Principal, yes. Principled conservative? Yes, I'm just going to say he's, he's got some, he, what's that? I don't know how like the sons and all that and like mom, this guy is so clearly a serial killer. Anybody who, anybody who, I'm not a big fan of the denim top and the denim bottom. That's all. That, that to me the is The Canadian scary. tuxedo? <laughs> it to me is a scary, it's a scary look. Do you even know what we're talking about, Steve, the show or no? No. So it's on TLC. It's a roll-off family, a family of little people. Uh, husband, wife, they have one little a family son. family like Adam Schefter's. Not quite, not quite that small. Uh, and then two or three kids who are normal size, they say. Uh, and it kind of follows their life. They've had the, the Amy and Matt are, are divorced. Matt is with a woman who used to work Karen's. I think she's actually a Karen, right? That is Karen, yeah. Yeah, she used to work with Great. them. There's a lot of tension. There's just a phenomenal amount of tension between Matt and, and I am team Matt. I know Matt can be a fucking kind of a mind fucker, but I am team Matt Roloff. I ride with him till I die. I think like a Matt Roloff, S.E. Robinson crawls because he's hardcore conservative too. But he is. It all up, they I keep it. They keep it very quiet so in that show. But yeah, it's true. I'm obsessed. My hatred of Amy Roloff is borderline. I can't let. She says anything, and I fucking scream at the TV. I fucking hate her. Yeah, she's the worst. I know, and she's she probably a nice is, person. Uh, by the way, hmm? the same person, just a little bit shorter, I guess. Who? She's Scholar White. It's like they. Oh yes, she kind of is. She kind of is. But like, I mean, that 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 the the fucking house is disgusting. It's terrible. They're so rich. They got all this stuff, and it's just all over the place. What are you doing? And they also pretend like they're not rich, which is annoying. They're like, I don't know if we're able to buy this house, and how are we going to buy this farm? It's like you're fucking on TV. You're loaded. Cut the shit. I know. We we need help getting all this stuff out of this farmhouse when there's there's farm workers there constantly. Pull them away from yeah, the they have a massive person, farm, man. Steve. A massive farm in Oregon. Nice. Yeah, that was my mom's dream was always to go roll off farm. She was obsessed with that show. So, yeah, we try and keep the, the memory alive by watching it. But I, I hate watching it because I fucking hate Amy Roloff so much. I hate her. Do they have like miniature horses and miniature cows or normal sized cows? I think they're normal sized. Come on, Steve. But yes, check in. So, did you watch the episode last night? Yeah, I, did, I mean it's more I, of the same. I did, and I don't, and I don't a whole lot of procrastination. I don't fucking care. I don't care about fucking Zach and Tori and their kids. Give me Amy Roloff and Matt Roloff all day. I don't need anything else. And Chris, creepy Chris. Remember the episode last year where creepy creepy Chris, I call him, where he was like on that motorcycle ride with them and like he disappeared for like three hours. Like, what is that about? He probably killed someone. He, he probably, probably went. Well, I think someone. he's. I think he's more in the. I. I just think he's. Uh, Larry Craig, Mike Pence, I see stuff there, that's all. 
No, I, I, I don't doubt it. I'll, yeah. I'll watch a couple more episodes and we'll catch up. Yeah, around catch up. The, uh, yeah. the winter, winter finale. We'll catch right. up. And Sounds we'll good. What we're All right, thanks for the update. See you later, buddy. There you go. Little people, big world call, Steve. You didn't expect that, did you? Did not. No. Right, they're loaded up. They are. All right, a few more, and then we get. We get, we get make our. We gonna get. We get Justin all dressed up today. Oh yeah. Are you, excited, you're up. you excited for this, Steve, or no? I am, yeah. I'm always excited to go to Milton's. Hello. What's going on, guys? Hello. 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 Hey. What's um, up? Do you have a Blue Nile read today, Kirk? I did it already. Did it? All right. Awesome. Why? Uh, so I actually got engaged over the weekend in, in, on Peaks Island, and uh, I used Blue Nile. Uh, ordered it, I think, in August. Took about a month to come in, and it was perfect. Excellent. Great, great ring, great price. Great. Good to hear. Congratulations. When are you, when are you getting married? Uh, we're looking at 2022 just because everything got pushed back from COVID. So like, yeah. people that were getting married this year pushed back to 2021. So now everything gets pushed back even further. So. And, the, and the Blue Nile experience was a good one. It was great, yeah. Every time I called them, I had a question. Um answered it perfectly great customer service awesome prices it was uh, we've been we've been together for about nine and a half years and so i really wanted to find the right ring at the right price and uh it was it was definitely the place to go oh there you go congratulations thanks for the uh plant i mean the call we'll talk to you uh <laughs> what was that call i mean i appreciate it but is that steve robinson's special plant from blue nile it did come from maine but no i had nothing to do with that huh. it's like a trumpy bear commercial <laughs> You're, you're obsessed with Trumpy Bear. I got to tell you, Trumpy Bear is my favorite bear right now. Uh-oh. You hear that? I think I might like Trumpy Bear more than Dale Bear. Where is Dale Bear? Uh, he's hiding behind that acoustic treatment right there. He's fucking ignoring me. A little, a little too big for his britches. He was a star on YouTube for one day, and now he's acting like a big big swinging dick. Unbearable. <sighs> it was barely funny. Hello? You hey, me? like, hello, it's Trelly. Trenny and Ellie's daughter. Oh, oh, Trelly. Long- Good morning, Trelly. Hey, so basically, since like my not mom Ellie left Barstool, mm-hmm. it's been sort of like tough at home, you know. Why is that? Well, like basically, with these two really like intelligent like women really near me, with really you know like cohesive points about BLM and the protest and like President Trump, of course. Right. There's a lot of like logical things being said. Like what? So I just I, I heard you. Well, you know, basically, like, they're planning some types of protests where police stations will be blown up again. They're planning out, like, new things for distance learning where basically, like, at home, and maybe, Kirk, like, your kids will even, like, learn this. Right. Um, they let you build, like, model protest companies oh, and little seen, types of models that, that you can blow up. I don't doubt it, though. Yeah. It's, it's all on Zoom, basically. Sure. So I wanted to know if you guys heard about my mom. Uh, I'm sorry, my like not mom's new right. podcast with Gina. Uh, is Gina on there? Uh, I don't know if this was with Gina. I saw that Ellie's getting ready to do a podcast with that Michaela woman who was, uh, you know, going after Dave. Oh, this yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. We're looking forward oh, to hearing she's it. like going after a man? That's great. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> what we're taught in my house. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it. it that's how we do it. Yes. Thank you, Kirk. Oh, and what are you guys doing on the show today? Are you actually being, you know, gender fair and gender neutral and, and taking it all points of view? I think, I think you picked the, I think you, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Trelly? Trelly. Trelly. I think you picked us on the, called the wrong day. So I've, so far today, Trelly, and maybe this, maybe you'll, okay. you'll be able to help me out here. I criticized uh, Julie DeCaro. I criticized Courtney Fallon. 
and I criticize people who think that sexual preference uh, is an outdated term. Oh my! I I can't even. I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I no, can't no, no, talk no. We, anymore no, today we, did, we did speak fondly of at least one woman. Very accomplished woman who's oh, done a lot. The next lot Supreme Court Justice, yes, Amy yes. Coney Barrett. You must Amy be excited. Barrett, yeah. You must be excited to see a woman. To see a, yeah, a woman taking a woman's place on the court. All I can say is RPG was a Yas queen. And yeah, she was. anyone who thinks that President Trump can and I and I say that lightly. Sure. No, I understand. Can appoint a woman into the Supreme Court who is not secretly going to push forward all his agendas is just insane. Charlie. The idea that Amy Coney Barrett will take women's rights away is just so absurd. All right, Charlie, what, let me ask you this, Charlie. Let's see what kind of let's see if you if you speak of what you preach. How many abortions have you had in the last couple of years? I've had about 7. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Charlie. Okay. That's, thank you for your call. Okay. A lot of abortions. She's going to give her credit though. I mean, she's, she's uh, <laughs> Hello, what's up? Hey, load up, Steve. Sure, load it's, up. Woman, it's Woman Country Club guy. How are you? Oh, boy, you took some heat yesterday, Woman Country Club guy. Yeah, now I feel like stupid about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like stupid about doing it. Do you feel stupid? I about mean, doing what I'm doing, is it silly? <laughs> I don't think so. The fact that I'm doing this because it's silly. I don't know. I know I'm laughing. I'm laughing with you. I'm laughing with you. Okay. Yes. Bye. Bye. See you later. That was funny. I like Woman Country Club guy. I'll stand by him. Hello. I don't think I can top that. Hey guys, how's it going? Eric here from Texas. Hello, Eric. Hello. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to say that your uh, love for Jeeps has uh, intrigued me, and ultimately I think I'm going to be purchasing a Jeep myself. So Kirk uh, Minahan has made a sale in the Jeep world. Okay, well, Steve, I, you notice I didn't interrupt his sentence there. Clip, clip that, clip and send. I want, a, I want to be in the Jeep business. Do you understand? Yes. I want this show to have an official car of the Kirk Minahan show, which people will buy. There's no doubt about that. You don't think... Well, next Sako show, just an army of Jeeps. That's it. I mean, are, are you pitching these companies or no? Uh, I haven't pitched Jeep yet. No. Let's go. I Let's need, go. I need this audio clip. Let's go. God damn it. I want a Jeep. What else is going on there? I'm, I'm, I'm getting a Jeep Gladiator, so I'll be I'll drive up to that next show there all ready to go. That a boy. Just wanted to give credit for that. My second point, mm-hmm. this is the last, and I'll hang up and listen to the show. Thank you. Is, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, wasn't the blind guy... Also named Mike. Remember the blind episode? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, thanks for calling. I don't remember. I'll, 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 I'll I'm sure someone will let me know. What was the name of that radio show we finally figured out yesterday? Free beer and hot wings. No, 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 no. The, oh, uh, uh, boys' room. Yeah, the men's, men's room. room. Men's room. Men's room. Yes. Men's, men's room live. Men's room live. Any VFW updates, Steve? Uh, no, not yet. We have beer and food. We're all taken care of. It looks like. Yep. Good. All right. They're loaded up. They are loaded up. All right. Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, quick question. First, two questions, actually, I should say. How come you don't have a uh, gin handicap? Oh, I, you know, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't not updated it this year. I don't think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I get it. I, I, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep I track. Know, it's I know, I know, I know, I know. 
I always forget every year. Then That's every dumb. every year at the end of the year, I do it. I bet you is my my. I bet you my last name is there though, right? If I go to the site, your I I I didn't see that. I believe I saw your brother, and I think he's very low. He is. Yeah, he is low single digits from what I remember. Yeah, he's like a two. He's like a two or a three. Last my last yeah, year, I think was I eight was eight point eight or eight point six or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Reactivate that. No, we'll do that. Um, second, what do you think happened to Dino? He has been. Silent. He lost his Twitter account to John. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I, you can I, see it. I know he got he got suspended for a while, right? No, he lost he his has, main account and had to bring May, back his other account. Still, yeah. I mean, you can still see the account. Can he just not tweet? I don't think. Not if he. Let me see. We follow each other. Uh, the, yep. yeah. The last time he tweeted was May fifteenth. He hasn't had a like since May 15th. Jesus, that's five months ago. Nothing. I know. And he's no, I mean, good for him if he quit Twitter. There's no way that Dino, in the middle of this madness election, there's no way. That's the thing. No way. Jeez, dude. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I, you know what's funny is I haven't really... I hope he's all right. I'll, I, I'll, 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 I'll text him and let him know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys tomorrow. I'll send him a text. All right, thanks for the call. I'll text him right now. All right, we got a few more calls. We'll get out of here. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, I'm looking for my friend uh, S. E. Robinson. Uh, he's been missing for the past couple of days. He Have sure you guys has. Seen him? More than that, he's yeah. right here. No, he's no, he's not. He's definitely not there. I, that's Lib Steve talking. Yes. Isn't that's it? that's L. I. B. Robinson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I just I really miss my friend. You know, S. E. You know, the conservative firebrand. I think he's just. I don't know. He's just disappeared, and I really hope he comes back soon. He was, Steve was telling me before the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why would the baby be? Well, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, ask that question. What'd you say? I said, ask. Why would the baby be crying before? Because it's a Ralph Northam abortion. <laughs> so how old is the baby in your mind there? Uh, a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. So just brand new. Yep. Jeez. You pro-choice, Marty Mush? Yeah, it got to be. Why, why do you have to be? I had a couple of abobos. <laughs> abobos? A couple of abobos, yeah. When was the most recent one? Uh, back in January. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Do you feel bad about that? Or? Uh, no, I felt worse about bringing another mush into the world. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I'll take one more and get out of here. Hello. You got all the reads, right? Yeah. Yep. Hello. <laughs> What's up? Hello. 978. All right. Five. There we go. 508, you're up. Hey, Kirk. It's Bruce. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Uh, are, you still taking criticism? are you still taking criticism of the show? Bruce Springsteen's going to criticize my show? Yes. Oh, all right, Bruce, go ahead. So, you mentioned it the first, I've been listening since you joined Barstool, the rock opera wedding. Uh-huh. You never told us the story of the rock opera wedding. Well, we talked about this yesterday. Bruce, I don't want to do this to you. I can't. Uh, Steve, don't. No, I'm Steve. not. Steve, don't. 
You've aborted priests. You've aborted children before. You've abor- I mean, you just aborted Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, it was a bad question. I was like two seconds away from aborting Jesus Christ earlier today. So. Jesus was on the ropes. Yeah, he, he was. was literally on the cross. He survived. This time he survived. <laughs> we'll take one more. They're loaded up, I imagine, still? Uh, yes. All right. Hello. That's not, we can't end that way, can we? Hello? Hello? Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Kirk. Hey, I uh, need a piece of advice from you. Sure. I'll do my best. All right. So uh, I, got, I got a friend from, from high school. You, you know, we were best friends since freshman year mm-hmm. and till now. And he's a huge, he's a huge Bill Simmons fan. And it's really becoming hard for me. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what I should do, you know, cause you know, with Bill Simmons being a racist and all kind of makes me a racist be, with being friends with him. Yeah, adjacent. Yeah. So I don't know what I should do. Well, I just think, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm always amazed. Tough time with it. Like, obviously I love Simmons like 15, 20 years ago. I'm amazed that anybody's still like, Look, he's doing great. They still like him. Yeah, I, I don't get it. He, he's horrible. He's monotone. He brings nothing. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Hmm. I mean, I think it's a deal breaker. Yeah, you got to say to the guy, do you choose, does he listen to us or no? No, he, he, he actually hates you, which I mean, oh. I don't understand. How do you like Bill Simmons and, well, th- and not like you? Well, I think, no well, I think that's how it. Thanks for the yeah. call. I think that's, I would hope that's the case. I, mean, yeah, I don't think we have a lot of crossover listeners. I wouldn't imagine. I don't know. Tough one. All right, one more. Let's we'll get the funny one, Steve, and get out of here. Head on over to, we're going to Chestnut Hill Square, right? Yes. Chestnut Hill. Hello. How's it going today? It's going well. Good lively show today, I'd say, wouldn't you say, Steve? I would say so, yeah. What's up? Rock on. Hey, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to my guy, Matt, who's also a Minna fan. That's all I wanted to do today. <laughs> So, so then you flush the baby down the toilet. Oh yeah, that's how you dispose of them. Okay. Have quick, you ever been to a Planned Parenthood? It's a very, it's a very quick process. They've streamlined it. <laughs> it's almost like they want it to happen the weird way. All right. Hello. I mean, what the fuck kind of call is that? It's a disgraceful call. Hello. Kirk. Yes. Kirk. Mm-hmm. Hey, long time no talk. It's Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> I don't think we have we ever spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember we used to hang out back in California? That's yeah, why I called. I do remember that, yes. Remember, you know, I used to pick you you up, and me and Ernie and you would just fly up and down uh, the, the coast and hit parties and uh, just have a really good time. And I just wonder, you ever talk about that when people ask you about your time in California? Well, I mean, Jan, obviously we had a great relationship. I just Since you passed, I didn't think you really – I felt bad talking about it. That's all. Well, no, no, no. little correction. Mm-hmm. I didn't pass. I'm just unavailable. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. But you're doing okay. But, but uh, I'm doing great. Yeah. Me and Ernie, uh, was still hanging out and he's the best wingman going. I tell good. you, you know, he brings that Oscar out and he's still, you know, he's still got it. Good. All right. Well, good to talk to you, Jan. It's one of the more bizarre calls of the day. One more. You know, who Jan Michael Vincent is Steve or no? Yeah. He's the uh, guy who was super intense about softball. That you played softball with? No, that's one. Jason Patrick. Oh, oh okay. No, no, no. I, I okay. We'll, take, we'll take one more. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello. This is Vern Schillinger. Hello, Vern. How are you? Blind Mike is my prag, and I want you to stay the fuck away from him. Oh, jeez. Okay? No. He's at blind school. He's my bitch. No. Okay? 
stay the fuck no, away no, from him. No, I he won't. wanted my protection, nope. and he gives it up in his little bunghole for me. So <laughs> stay the fuck away. Right, I mean, is it consensual? What the fuck do you think? Uh, it's consensual, so he gets my protection at blind school. People were giving him shit, so he came up to me and said, I'll give it up to you this? so sweetly you protect me. Which voice is this, Steve? Who is this? He puts on a little bit of rouge. He puts on a little bit of lipstick. Every now and then, I'll pierce his ears. Is this Jerry's uncle? I don't know. Who the fuck is Jerry's uncle? <laughs> you know, the voice you do when you call him sometimes, it's six songs. This is Vern Schillinger and Blind Mike. No, remember, remember I met you after five K and remember and you, you gave me and I packed his gave, fucking fight. Remember you gave me shit about, not, remember you gave me shit about not helping that woman who fell down? You remember that, Jerry's uncle, don't you? The only woman who's gonna fall down here is Blind Mike when I bend him over <laughs> and right. fucking pound his <laughs> asshole. All right. All right, Vern, goodbye. <laughs> Good to talk to you. I think it was, no? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should have a good ear you've, for it. You've got a better ear for it than I do. All right, one more, then. That was I'm with Vern there. Hello? Sounds like it's Gunu for Mike, though. True. Hello. Hey, Kirk. Stan Stanowitz here. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I'm calling for a, a Chinaman. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't think this is called on. Who is this? Who am I speaking to? This is, this is Stan Stanowitz, Stan uh, attorney Stanowitz, for okay. uh, One Chinaman. Okay. Now, uh, we're, uh, we're looking to sue you, Kirk, what? for emotional damages. Oh, uh, oh. All these, these mm. emotional damages okay. were received on air on this show. I didn't think of that. And uh, that's why I'm calling in to make this a uh, public announcement. Okay, Stan, what do you... so? Let's negotiate. I mean, you're willing to have a negotiate. Like, what are you looking for here? Financially? Are you looking? What, what do you need me to do? Well, my, my, my client is looking for uh, $10 million in lifetime emotional damages. Jesus. He is in an uh, inpatient setting right now. He's okay. not able to work, support his family. What? You're he going was, down, Kirk. Well, Stan, he was pretty old already. I don't think he was. I can't imagine he was. What, what is your client's name again? What did you say it was? Uh, he's a Chinaman. Okay. We are not divulging his name on air. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't... I look, I'm willing to have the conversation, obviously, and I respect that you're taking legal action, as you can in this country, but, I mean, it was his fault, Stan. Uh, hey, Kirky, it's uh, Carpa Doodle. Uh, sorry oh. about that. Oh. Uh, I uh, thought I'd try something new. Uh, <laughs> All right, Carpa, um, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I like Stan. Uh, thanks to Blue Nile, of course. Um, we, we, I mean, look, can't beat that. I mean, we, we, great promotion for Blue yes, Nile right there. Two great ones. Uh, Simply Safe, of course. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Omax as well. And we're going to head over there right now. Milton's two-day sale going on right now. Go to Milton's.com. You just have until midnight today, or tonight, rather. Um, you go to Milton's.com, enter the code PRIME20 at checkout, and you get 20% off anything you buy as well if you go to the, score, go to the physical store as we are doing right now. You'll see lots of video and proof of what, what can happen in Milton's, I think, today. Correct, Steve? Correct. All right, anything else? Uh, no. I okay. That's good. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This was pretty reprehensible. I, I don't know how it can be anybody's idea or humor. Ah!